Welcome to another episode of Since Y'all Don't Read. I'm your host, Mia Chantel, and this week I finally have caught (laughs) the big fish. I have my friend Mel, who I have been trying to get us some time (laughs) to talk. And so, Mel, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing super, super great. Uh, first of all, before we start anything, yes, we have been trying to do this for ever and ever. And the fact that we will get on the phone and talk for hours upon hours, and then be like, that should have been a podcast. Yeah, it should have been a podcast. So we're going to get it together. And I just want to start off with saying congratulations, my friend on your book. I, it came in the mail and I was like, oh, she like wrote me a note. And all, they had all these little, little extras. It was, it's so lovely and so positive and so beautifully done. I, I thank you for it. It's, I just, I, I felt so special. I felt so special. I, I feel special knowing you. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And it just, it just warms my heart. I love it so much. I'm so happy to know you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it, it was a labor of love. And I feel like a lot of our conversations are just like, out of frustration, I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. Or, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And we get it done eventually. But, you know, yeah. it just helps to have people that support. I am mm-hmm. privileged to have people that do support me in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, you I'm so I love it. I love it. So, yeah, y'all order a book. You know, if you haven't already, michantel.com slash book. I have it in the notes. <laughs> but <laughs> so let's just jump into this episode. Yeah. I, I've known Mel what like five or six years now has it been that mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. um Mel used to work at Georgia State with me um mm-hmm. and she is like an executive events experience professional um I didn't put that on the card literally like got anything events <laughs> I remember when she first started I was like mm, I don't know if I'll if I'm like her and I told Chris <laughs> I was like I don't think I'm like her she's too quiet like she's sneaky <laughs> And he was like, girl, you haven't even met her yet. I'm like, I don't know. She's just sitting there way too quiet. And you know, you started during commencement, which was already like a shit show. Yes. So, you know, you 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 trucked it on through <laughs> and you, you love me. Better for it. Yes, yes. The melody love, love was then started and we just we're rocking and rolling. We we travel, we've been to yes. Falls. Yes. Whenever Christopher decides where we're going again. Oh my God. He needs to hurry up. He's hurry up. But no, that's that's like my that's always my approach. I am I like to collect data by being quiet. Hirsch, just hirsch, be still, <laughs> hold your mule, watch what's going on, get to see how people interact. And then like okay. Then I kind of open up slowly. Like I'm like I am, I open up very slowly. Once I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay, they, they cool, they cool. I knew, I knew Chris was going to be my friend. He, he really scared me that first day because, uh-huh. I, because I started working there before I actually started working. So I was like, they're kind of like in a volunteer more, but yeah. like Marnie. And, you know, he, we saw, we know what happened with, you know, up, up the hill, uphill battle. Yeah. I was like, oh, I said, like, this man crazy. He probably going to fire me. I ain't even started yet. You know, and then he didn't know if he could like, if he was really going to like me. And then, so we formed a friendship and then you and I formed a friendship. So it's just, that's kind of how I've always done it. I'm very quiet at first. And people like, they think I'm so serious. They think I'm like yes. such a prude or yes. very super professional. And I'm like, I'm actually a really fun person. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of crazy things. So yeah, but it, it's, it's, 
I feel like a very Scorpio thing to do. Like we are very kind of behind the scenes until people like we warm up to people and people warm mm-hmm. up to us. You feel like, oh, I can trust this person. And then you're like, yeah. oh, now you about to see, you about to see all of me and we're going to have fun together. <laughs> She's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> That's what I call it. I love it. I'm putting it on a t-shirt. <laughs> but I'm going to be the only person who wears it. be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so many meetings oh my gosh so Mel also on top of being an executive event experience professional Mm -hmm. she has two podcasts that she works on collaboratively one is four layer takes which is kind of like a what do you call it like a y'all review shows yeah we're a pop culture just all over reviewing from a black perspective I'm young black professionals in Atlanta. We all live here in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Just we're all geeks. We're all nerds. We love everything pop culture. Um, so we just kind of recap what we feel is is hot or what touches our heart at the time. You know, throughout COVID, it was more kind of like therapy sessions. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. um, you came, you guessed on the show. We're talking. We did um, the recap or, or yeah, recapped. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Lovecraft Country on yes. HBO. Yes, yeah, so you you join join us for that. So yeah that and about to launch my own cast I'm getting ready for that doing the branding and everything and you know it's just me talk- I, I talk shit from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep and uh you know so I feel like I, did, I just need to put that out there put that fun out in the universe because right now I think that we as a society are in such a dark place mm-hmm. and a lot of people I know are in kind of a strange place and we need to get back to if not the happy you know happiness comes and goes right but mm-hmm. we want joy all the time. We want that to kind of be a constant in our lives. So I feel like trying to get people back to joy because I'm always going to make you laugh no matter what. Yeah. I'll let you know what I got to say, but I love, love to make people laugh. So yeah. I, I, you know, do a little recap, a little fun, a little happy, tell people what to watch, what to listen to. Um, so that's what I, I hope the new podcast will be. And, and once Four Layer Takes is back up and running, you know, we will get back into that. Um, so yeah, everything, everything, everyone's kind of in a transitional mode Yes. right now. Um, and from a person that gets 20 job postings a day, like I get it, I get it. Uh, so some of us have gotten new jobs. Uh, I, I lost a parent. Um, I don't think anybody else has lost anyone thus far, but it's just, so over the last year, it's been kind of for the group, the crew, kind of mm-hmm. a transition, but we'll get back together and uh, I know Lord of the Rings is coming up. Some other things are coming up that we may you may be able to recap for you guys. So yeah, it's yeah. good to have that that flexibility with your friends and the transparency mm-hmm. and just the understanding. Yeah. I think that is something that has become a priority for I would think most people mm-hmm. is that understanding that life happens, shit happens, and you got to be able to adapt and yes. be understanding of everyone else's things. Like you may not be trying to start a family, but mm-hmm. you lost a parent, you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just all the different things. So yeah. it's very vital to have right now more than ever. 100%. 100%. But you did mention something about job postings. And um, this is one one of the many reasons I wanted to have you on here because anybody that knows Mel, you know, she's the number one priority in her life. And she ain't gonna let no job stress her out. And it's not in a way that it's like, fuck this, should I quit? No, it's very much, you know what? This didn't serve me in the way that I thought it would. Yes. To recalibrate. Yes. I, well, and I feel like as black people, especially black women, mm-hmm. um, we are taught 
there, you know, there are only a few jobs that we could do successfully, right? Like the typical, you know, jobs, the lawyer, yeah. the doctor, your business person, your IT yeah. person. We aren't given, I feel, the access mm-hmm. when we're young. Like in high school, I didn't know the hospitality was an industry. You know, I've been to hotels. I didn't know like, oh, wait, this is actually a, an industry that you can make very good money at, that you yeah. can have a great career. We don't know about like television production, make being a makeup artist, being an animator. There's so many other things that I feel like the my, the majority get access to, and they're very much open to um, to being able to pursue those fields. We don't get that. Yeah. So you know, out of college, you know, you go in. I'm I, this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna go work for the federal government. I'll probably be a year. You know, I'm, this is my career. Blah blah blah. And over the years, I've just kind of realized that it's okay. Like you have to give your own self permission when it's time to move. There are things in the universe that tell you it's time to move. I don't know if you, whoever, if you believe in God, you know, whatever, whoever you pray to, they, that entity is going to let you know when it's time for changes. And I feel like I've been very, within the last 10 years, very open to that. When I'm at a, a position where I'm unhappy, I'm not sleeping, I'm stressed out, you know, this isn't working. Like I realize I'm pushing against the universe first, right? Yeah. And because we're taught the, you know, you get get you a good job, you're gonna stay at that job, you're gonna retire. They should not, it ain't, it's not reality anymore. Like my yeah. grandparents did that. They did retire very well, but that's not reality for where we are now in society. Like we have to be more comfortable with letting go and moving, but we get so scared, you know, we get so frightened. And what I tell people is like, you know, the universe is constantly changing. Like, like literally, our the, we go around the sun. Like, the, you yep. can't, you have to change with the universe. You can't be stagnant because you're going to get left behind. You're just going to be miserable. Yep. So I have, in the last maybe ten years, been very made myself very comfortable in change. You know, I when I came to Georgia State, I left a great paying job. You know, with mm-hmm. an, a very well known nonprofit. I worked with the White House quite often, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I produce events with former presidents and first ladies, like in my early thirties, I'm doing this. I'm leading my own work. Like other people aren't doing these things, but I'm like, okay, I'm miserable. This isn't where I need to be. This isn't the balance that I needed to be. Um, okay. It's time to make a move. So, um, I mean, I listen, I have never, and I'm not a proponent of this or telling anyone to do this, but when you are being abused in a place, you need to leave. And as a black woman, I was raised not passive. I don't know. I didn't know what passive aggressive was until I got into the workplace. I went yeah. to a black, a black university. I went to HBCU. Most of my friends are black. You know, of course I have friends of all backgrounds, but I did, I had to learn what passive aggressive was and white yeah. women taught me that. Yeah. I didn't know what gaslighting was. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, my, an older black woman had to sit down and she was like, wait, what is your boss doing? I'm like, well, she's doing this and this and this. She's like, well, she's gaslighting. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So we're already set up to fail in a society that knows how to operate in a certain way because we're not taught that. I'm like, I know how to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. You got a problem with me. I got a problem with you. Let's talk about the problem. Let's get it out because we have work to do. I don't have to like you to get the work done. Yeah. Where I didn't understand they operate very differently. Mm-hmm. And we, as especially black women, have to learn how to operate in that world if we're going to be successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I had to leave a bad situation. I, when I tell you, I quit that job at, at nine in the morning and they were like, well, is this your two week? I said, oh, no, no. I said, oh, you, you don't understand. You don't understand me. Oh, no, I quit right now today. Never coming oh, back. You, I'm not coming back. 
here's here's your computer. <laughs> Thanks so much. I wiped them. I wiped this shit clean and called it a day. You know what I'm saying? Wait, let, let me tell you something. I, I what I did is I got my letter of ex, my acceptance letter from Georgia State. Mm-hmm. I went down. I, she said, "Can you come down?" I said, "I'll be right there. I'm right down the street." I went down, put my paperwork out, came back. I resigned. I got my my um. They were like, well, "You want to do an exit interview?" I said, "For what? You're not going to change anything if oh. if you haven't changed anything now. I've been begging you, HR, to help me for years. You're not going to change anything. We, we don't need another. We don't have to talk about anything. Yeah. Tell me about this Cobra." uh give me my uh payout and then we're we thank you so much we're going to part ways today and i had never done that before but the work environment had gotten so toxic toxic and so abusive i'm like i have to leave here now mm-hmm. that's when you know like your life is really on the line because you're you've made you're going to make yourself sick and that's what i was doing mm-hmm. you know so having to leave and go to do something else and then once i did what i was at georgia state to do i was like okay i had another opportunity yeah and i think that's my success has come through when the opportunity presents itself. I operate in the lifetime of the opportunity. When that door closes, you it's very rare that you can walk back through it, right? But if you sit there, the opportunity is, is hey, Mel, we this is something that we have. You know, are you interested? If I sit there shaking in in fear, then I would have missed that opportunity and been like, oh, I don't know, should I do it? Should I leave? Guess what? You got this job, you can get another job. That's what's up. I'm like, you know, it's, gonna, it's a lot, lot of jobs. Get you another job if you like to shop. But please don't be sitting here miserable. Like, it's just not, life is too short. Yeah. If COVID has taught us anything with all these people dying, people losing their family members, their coworkers, and let me tell you something, it's not worth it. It's okay. not worth making yourself sick to stay somewhere for a paycheck that you can just go somewhere else and get another paycheck for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's been an interesting, an interesting I guess kind of zigzaggy role that I've taken, but I've been very blessed because I've gotten to do a lot of different things. That's why I'm like, I'm good at my job because I'm, I don't, I'm not siloed into any one type of an event. Like if you learn how to produce, yeah, I can do all these things because I pushed myself and said, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. I, you know, if I didn't have the courage, somebody said, you know, Melanie can do it. She'll figure it out. If you fall down, get back up. Yeah. Don't stay on the ground. Like just get back up and you'll figure it out. And a big part of my success have been a people have believed in me mm-hmm. because I've built that trust in them. They know that they can believe in me and trust me. Even if I fall down, you'll get back up and the opportunities. I'm like, I've only had to apply for very, very few jobs in my life. It's mm-hmm. usually, Hey Mel, or, Oh, somebody gave me your number that knows you. And Oh, I heard this. Are, are you, are you available? This another position. I'm like, Oh, how much money? How much photo money? Yeah. Let me go ahead all down the street. <laughs> See y'all. It's been nice. <laughs> It's been good. So, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to move with the flow of the universe. Yes. So now before your job, the job you had prior to Georgia State, was that Mm -hmm. your first time being being in Georgia? Because you're originally from Texas. So you relocated from Texas for No, no, no. Mm -mm. So, so what happened is I, I am from Texas. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. So Memphis, Memphis 10, um, I went to college in New Orleans and right from college, I came straight to Atlanta because I was like, I, I just want, I wanted to be in it. I wanted, Atlanta is for young black people, mm-hmm. um, for majority of young black people. It is something to aspire to because for the first time I could have a black doctor, a black lawyer, a black dentist, a black uh, tax person. Yeah. I, I mean, like you don't, where you don't see that in many places, you know, there are very few cities that you see that and you can, and it's not 
unattainable. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. So Atlanta is this kind of this thing yeah. that you want, you want you a place that you want to be, right? Yeah. Um, so I moved here straight from college. I got an internship at the EPA. My background is really in environmental justice and environmental equity issues. So how do I help communities of color, non-English speaking communities, communities that have been historically um, uh, poor communities mm-hmm. that are maybe fence line or close to different types of plants? How do I help them to have a voice so that they're not being, if they are being polluted, how do we help fight back? Yeah. Right? So I worked all up and down Mississippi corridor. I've I've traveled the world. I've, I've really been very blessed to be able to, to have that be my foundation, my passion, my people. Mm-hmm. I've been my passion. From there, I had I got the internship. I graduated. I got the internship. They're like, you have to be in Atlanta in two weeks. I'm like, oh, shit. So I literally packed up everything. My mom drove to um, New Orleans from Memphis. We put everything in the U-Haul. We drove to Atlanta. And that was that. I, got, I found an apartment online mm. because I, <laughs> I didn't even know where to live. And they're like, oh, you can live in Sandy Springs. It's 20 minutes away from, from downtown Atlanta. I'm like on a Sunday morning at 6 a, in the a.m. I know you a lie. Nothing but lies. Nothing but lies. So that was the first time I ever lived by myself. I was in a new city, you know, very few, few friends here. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people that were born in Atlanta that I went to school with, but they went and worked other places. Mm-hmm. So I worked for the EPA for three years, um, worked in the Office of Environmental Justice. From there, I just was like, okay, I need something else. And a lady that I worked with said, oh, I know this guy. He's at Coca-Cola and he, you know, is looking for somebody. I'm like, uh, no, thanks. Like I had worked for Greenpeace. I had been arrested so many times for protesting. Like I was just on the other side, like corporate America is terrible. Yeah. Mate, you're terrible. I'm like, I don't want to go work for Coke. They make kids fat. They're dreadful. She said, <laughs> and like, you know, I was like militant. I'm ready to fight. You know, I'm ready to fight every day. Like I want my fight for my people. And this lady was like, hey, calm all the way down. Guys, I had just graduated college. He was like, calm down. All I'm asking you to do is go meet this person. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll go meet him. I ended up going to meet him. Um, and we talked for like seven hours. And his thing was like, hey, what you're doing is easy. You want to protest. You want to, you know, rage against the machine. You can do all these things. He's like, but if you come, it's hard on the inside. I want you to come and help me change the culture of this company. Mm. you know so he was like would you do it and I was like I guess so all right I go and work for coke for almost five years and uh, working on water so I kind of switch a little bit so I focus on providing clean water and safe sanitation for communities near like our bottling facilities around the world Mm -hmm. so being able to see for the first time people have clean water you know in like I mean a a pump in the middle of their village you know we have water go we go to our sink right and we take advantage of different things. So to see girls around the world and women around the world that look like me, that can't go to school because they can't, you know, if they're on their periods, they can't go to school. They don't have, they can't, they don't have sanitation. Mm-hmm. They can't, they have to fetch water all day. That is unsafe. That is unclean. So that's women's work. So women are and girls are not allowed to really progress. So if they do have a clean water source and safe sanitation, what the women usually do with micro loans, they go buy equipment. They start their own businesses. The girls go to school. I'm like, they, we change our communities in a way that we bring everyone with us, right? So I was able to do that for about five years. I traveled the entire world. I climbed the Carpathian Mountains in Romania. I've been to nine countries along the Danube. I've been all over Africa, like just living a life. I, mean, I was like, but I was like 26, 27 years old at the time. And I was so lonely because, you know, I'm the youngest person on the team. I'm, everybody had to, oh, my husband is, my kid's dad. I'm like, I'm just, 
lonely, you know? So I was like, I need, I need a change. I just need a change. They just kept giving me like raises, right? My boss was like, Melanie, you just don't make enough money. I'll give you some more money. I'm like, I'll stay here forever. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll stay forever and ever and ever. And, um, and then we would do partnership meetings at um, one in Atlanta, one quarter, one in DC, one quarter, and one quarter of the year, we would go somewhere in the world. My boss was like, we need somebody to help with these meetings. And I was like, well, I can help with meetings. So that's kind of my intro into hospitality meetings uh, sphere. Yeah. So from there, I, um, I got very lonely and another person on my team said, Hey, my husband's family owns this company called Ignition. And they, you know, they do the Olympic torch relay and the FIFA world cup relay all around the world and country. Just go talk to him. And I was like, okay. So I went and talked to him. I, again, was like an eight hour, just he and I just talked and talked and talked and he hired me on the spot. I quit the next day and transitioned to another company. So I'm just saying like, when the universe is opening doors and, t- and giving you opportunities, like you, you can't be so scared to move. Right. And it's easy to say when you're in your twenties, cause you're like, it's just me, you know, I'm yeah. living my best life traveling. I mean, let me tell you something. My best friend lived in New Jersey. I would fly up, you know, hop, we would go have, go to shows, have fun, go shopping. Yeah. I fly back to Atlanta. You know I mean? It's, that's the lifestyle you can live. Right. When you, when you're young, doing your thing, mm-hmm. you're making money. And so I went and worked there at Ignition for five years there, I mean, I managed um, major accounts for Delta, Coca-Cola, uh, Kia Motors North America, the NBA. So I had the opportunities in my early 20s to manage multi-million dollar accounts, learn how to grow business, learn how to talk to clients, learn to have that confidence, yeah. learn touring, really learn how, learn logistics um, and management skills. Because they were like, hey, we only have a couple of us. You got to learn how to do it or not. Are you going to learn how to do it? Are you going to know how to grow your own business? Yeah. You know, you stand on your own two feet, you learn. But they trusted me with that. Um, so I had the opportunity to go out to LA for a year. Uh, me and Los Angeles really didn't vibe. Uh, I was like, I'm coming back to Atlanta. I am going to quit my job. You were, Please bring me back home. They shipped me and all my shit back to Atlanta. I still <laughs> quit. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> <See> you, bye. <laughs> ah! Because it's a different, I, I was on the road touring a lot. Like, I mean, when you have tours on the road, you are literally gone for months at a time, weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So I was just really burnt out at that time. I took three months off. Thank God that I have cousins and family here in Georgia. They, you know, said, come live with us. Don't pay any bills. Just take a break. Everyone in my life knew I was kind of burnt out. Um, Lived up in, in the suburbs for three months. I was like, and that's, that's, scene that's it we're good yeah yeah bye-bye gotta get back to the city gotta go so that's when I got points of light um I worked there for five years uh that's when I learned how to you know produce conferences have the confidence to be in a room with former presidents and first ladies and heads of state and people who are fundraisers raising billions of dollars not millions I mean B so learning how to produce these amazing beautiful very elegant events um, working with I, everything that was a multi-million dollar sponsor was my purview. So um, someone that I, um, you know, give a lot of credit for my career to was the head of the Target Foundation at the time. And she was like, oh, you can do it. She would just say, oh, you can do it. I was like, no, I can't. I don't know how to do that. She was like, oh, you'll, you'll learn. You'll figure it out. And I was like, no, I, won't. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. You know, but, but people believing in me and giving me that grace, which I don't think that we do enough. Yeah. believe in people, give them the grace when they fall down, just be there and help them get back up. Because those are the people that, those people are always going to be on your side. I'm going right. to tell you that right now. 
Um, so, you know, then I left there. Uh, they had a, a, cha a change in leadership. Met you at Georgia State. I was there for a, a real hot second. I was like, uh, I don't know what y'all talking about over here. But it's time for your girl to bounce. <laughs> but it was, it was good. But it was good because, you know, I'm used to th thousands of, you know, people, yeah. thousand, 25,000 people in my biz. They're like, Melanie, we have like an event with 200 people. Like 200 people. Oh, my God. You have to like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, I made lifelong friends, you know, so that that's what for me taking away the friendships and the relationships have been the biggest plus I feel like in my career, because that is that that really has been the secret. I'm not I'm not kidding you. The secret to my success has been relationship building. Yeah. And because what somebody will say is, oh, so and so, do you know anybody that might want this position? Oh, hold on. I got I got you, my girl. Let me yeah. let me let me see if she's if she's available. That's honestly how I've been able to move so 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 great so easily really yeah. to different places. Um, so after that, I went. Some an old client called me back. He said, "Hey, I'm at we had to come to Delta. You know, this is a contract position. I was able to work with my friends that I had worked with. You know, at points of life. I mean, it was so many connection points. Yeah. Um, and I talked to the lady for twenty. I had not known her. It was a person on her team that I'd uh, known for a long time, and talked to her for twenty minutes. At the end of the conversation, she's like, I'm going to hire you. I'll have you transition within six months. I was like, oh, well, you don't want to meet me? She was like, you know what? One, somebody that I went to graduate school knows you. I picked up the phone and called her. She said, if you want a person that you can trust on your team, that is going to have your back every time you want Melanie. And I was like, bitch, who you was talking to? Like, who, who you talking to? I don't know, I don't know you. Who said that? Like that? Who said that? And so she told me who it was. This was a young lady that I had worked with at Ignition years, like 10 years prior. And I hadn't really, you know, seen her very, very much at all. Mm -hmm. um, but she was, I, I was like, wait a minute. She said what? She was like, oh yeah, you come on, let's go. She just hired me over the phone. And, and every, and one thing that I've been very blessed every time I negotiate more money, more money, more, yeah. more, you know, whatever it is, I'll, it's going to be more, it's going to be a, a step up. So going from there, um, but then, you know, COVID happened and, mm -hmm. you know, that shut us all down and I was stressed. I had never not been out of work uh, involuntarily. I've never been fired from a job. I'm like, yeah. I usually leave or take a break or something like that. So yeah. it was, it was scary. Once I settled into not being busy all the time, not, you know, it's okay to take a nap. Yeah. But we were all, I'm like, honestly, I was moving my grandmother and, and mother at the time. I was in Atlanta Monday through Friday. Friday, I would take the little bus um, from our parking lot over to the airport, um, got off there at the parking lot, got on my got my dinner, got my two donuts, got on my flight. I worked moving them and I would come back on Sunday night, the last flight. I would get to my house at 2 a.m. and I would be back at the office on Monday morning at 9 a.m. So that, that was my life for it was a long for a long time. Yeah. And um, so when COVID happened, honestly, it was so terrible, so frightening, but I was so burnt out. I was gonna probably have a, a nervous breakdown anyway. I needed the break. Yeah. I needed the break. Um, then outside of out of COVID, I just applied blank blank, you know, I didn't know anybody at this company. Yeah. Shared services, one of the largest, most important shared services company, financial service company in the world, and was there. I thought it was gonna be the I honestly thought it was gonna be the place I retired from. Yeah. I was like, this is the most money I've ever made. The benefits were phenomenal. The training opportunities are phenomenal. But the thing is, when things when things are so 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 fantastic, too good to be true. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And not that 
I'm, I'm warning anybody against it. I'm just saying, be mindful yeah. that all the, 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 if they're offering so, so, so many great, 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 fantastic things, it's probably for a reason because they probably can't keep people to stay there to be employed. Yeah. And then after being there for six months, I realized like, okay, this is why you have to do this because you're actually really shitty people who treat people like trash. You don't yeah. value your employees yeah. and it's time to go. I mean, I was there for six months. I said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Today's thanks so much. I literally quit my job at 10 a.m. I had another job by five. <laughs> um, I, I, but that's the thing. But I sent a text message and was like, hey, so-and-so, you know, I just, went, hey, I'm, I'm leaving this job this morning. I don't have anything. Can you just let me know if you know of any, any gigs that you could think of? Mel, don't, literally the text came back. Don't do anything. Don't talk to anybody. I have something for you. Let me tell you. They wanted me to start before I even left the other place. It was <laughs> wild. It was wild. So now I am, I said, let me take a break. I want to start my own company. Even if I go back to work full time for another company, I still want my own. Yeah. I want my firm. Mm -hmm. It is my company. This is something that is for me. I choose when I want to work. I choose the clients I want to work with. If, I, if you a shitty person, I don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah. I'm done. I'm so done with it. Um, so that's kind of been my trajectory right now. I'm in a really interesting place. Like I've been six weeks, seven weeks in this position with um, an um, activation agency, an spiritual marketing, which is my roots, my foundation mm -hmm. and working on amazing, you know, campaigns and accounts. And now this new opportunity just popped up that I'm interviewing for with the largest entertainment company in the world. Like, so there, again, it's the universe is saying, let's try this. If it doesn't yeah. work, it's okay. You can always do something else. Yeah. But trying to stay at my last job, and I've never stayed somewhere just for six months, ever, ever, ever. And I was like, oh, people are going to think that I am, you know, a bad employee. They're going to well, look at my resume, what are they going to say, and how am I going to spin it? And I just, it's, you know what, I'm not a good fit for your company culture. Yes. You know, it's, it's me, not you. You do what you're going to do, because if you're not going to change the way you do business, mm -hmm. and you don't understand that, that people keep quitting your business. Yep. then I am not a good fit for you. Thanks so much. It's been really nice. L live your best life. I don't wish anyone ill will. Yeah. You know, and then that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but what I, what was the, the problem was I was pushing against the universe, trying to stay somewhere because I thought, oh, you know what? This is where I'm going to retire from. Yeah. This is where I have to be. Yeah. Universe said, no, bitch, that's not where you have to be. I didn't say you to go there. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you've gone there to make certain connections. And now it's time okay. to, to keep it moving. But that it was, I mean, I was, I was working till one and two o'clock in the morning. I wasn't, I would not eat all day because my stomach would be so stressed out. I would just mm -hmm. be, I would have heartburn. Like I couldn't physically eat. I would just get so sick and being miserable. And I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. It really, it, a paycheck is not worth this. It's not, it's not. When people text to me, Christopher texted, he was like, I miss you, friend. Like, where, where are you? Like, I miss my friend. I'm like, Okay, when my, my mom was like, okay, I have not heard from you in this amount of time, what's going on? When I can pick up the phone and somebody's like, I can hear something's wrong with your voice. I mean, saying anything, Yeah. that's when people, when people that care about you the most can really read that thing, that from you when you're not saying it, you're not verbalizing it, mm -hmm. then you know the universe is giving you all these different people that care and love you, love for you and care for you. And there's, he's, the universe is saying, it's okay to make the move. These people already have your back. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I've been, like I said, I have not, being out of work for almost for two and a half years, I never missed a bill. Yeah. 
I never miss rent. I've, ne- I've never, you know, I'm like, I didn't live lavishly like I used to. I never <laughs> missed anything, but it was, it's the then trusting in, in the universe. Again, whatever, whatever, whoever you pray to, whoever yeah. that be, I have to trust that entity to take care of me and say, you know what? It's okay. It's going to be all right. So that's kind of been my trajectory in this yeah. new opportunity um, that I'm applying for a lot of money. Uh, it's, something that's brand new it's something that my entire career has really led up to um and again like I I would love to do this thing and if it works out it works out and if not then I'd be like okay thanks for having me at least you try at least you at least you did it you could say you did it yes Mm -hmm. I think that that's key and like even when we were talking before we started the recording like moving out here like Mm -hmm. I did not know what I had in Atlanta until I left it and I think people here are sick of me saying it Mm -hmm. but there is just there's there's no place like it I don't care what nobody say Um, and so it's one of those things it's like I had to take that leap I had to quit Mm -hmm. my job which you know we I feel like black people specifically are just not taught to go against the grain on anything you don't want to shake no. it up you don't want to come off as combative or like uh-huh. as an angry black woman stereotype yes. Yes. um because we have all these labels and tropes but let me tell you the freedom of of, of moving at your own pace and and, mm-hmm. and actually trusting the universe trusting your your mind because that subconscious is still there like mm-hmm. like you say getting sick and all that that is your body telling you like bitch either you gonna do this or yes. we're for you let me tell you we about to shut it down exactly so I mean it 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 all makes sense it's all for the greater good um I remember for you because I kept telling you I'm like you can always come home and so I'm like home is gonna be here it's not going we're we're very blessed in that we can all we can come home yeah that's okay and guess what but it's but to have the opportunity to on someone else's dime to paying you to move across the country yeah. try different things be in a different a totally different community stand on your own two feet where you don't have your family to fall back on your friends because you did move out there alone yeah you moved alone you don't have there's no support network yeah um I felt like I was I was very proud I think the my the last time you called, I was remember I was in the kitchen cooking yep <laughs> and you called me and you were here you go complaining I said let me tell you what either you gonna stay <laughs> and be miserable you gonna leave I was gonna I said I, can, I don't have nothing else to tell you you cannot be miserable and I'm like I you are such a light you're so positive you are brilliant you have all these great attributes why are you giving them to people that don't they don't care about you yeah they're never good you've grown as you have hit where you you have grown as much as you're going to grow in this place I feel like it's like the Stay Puft Man and like the um the Ghostbusters movie like gets bigger and bigger I'm like we are growing out of where we are we're like our arms and legs are sticking out of the out of the door like yeah we gotta go we yeah. still out this place but yeah I remember I was in it I said listen I was so done I was done with you I said either you're gonna stay and be miserable or you're gonna leave and find out how, what happiness is like and there's something that's different I said but you can always come back home you have yeah. the support yeah and and that but Think about like now you won't you won't ever be afraid to try to try something new in a different place. You've already yeah. done it. And now you've proven yourself that you can do it and still be okay. Yeah. Right? If you think not I'm okay, ready to do it again. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, you're not, I'm like, it would be different if you were like, oh God, I'm struggle busting trying to pay my bills. I'm struggle busting trying, but you're not, you're still thriving. Yeah. So that that's the 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 city may not be the match, but you are you have now so many more skills in life. That yeah. if you had not done that, you wouldn't have even known you could do it. 
Yeah. It's like, I'm always very, I'm very suspicious of people that stay in one place their whole life. Cause I'm like, you gotta get out. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta experience the world a little bit. You know, yeah. you, you, you need that balance. You do. Yeah. And people, yeah. I don't think people realize that. I don't think they think about it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I, <laughs> I tell everybody and I'm like, do it. Yeah, go. I'm like, go. you know, move, whatever. It, 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 it's, it's, it's unlike any other experience and to have yes. somebody to do it with. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, it does take a lot of mental agility and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. self-confidence, like not necessarily outward confidence, but just yes. trusting your own mind and trusting, you know, what you're doing is the right thing. Cause I feel like in the beginning, I was like, oh shit, like, why did mm-hmm. I move out here? Like, was this right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I have my bones to pick with the Pacific Northwest, yes. overall, the goals I set to come out here and accomplish, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm still accomplishing them. I just, you know, I'm uncomfortable while doing it. But, you know, I'm like, I wanted to live a debt-free life. And I said, this mm-hmm. first year here, it's got to go. Yes. And so I was telling somebody, I'm like, in the next 30 days, I will be debt-free. Like, Girl, that's not listening. That's a testimony. That's so yeah. awesome. And I'm in Atlanta, it. you know, I'm like, it's so many things to do. I was yeah. always on I was ready to do something all the time. So it's like here, as much as I hated being bored and being with myself, I'm mm-hmm. like, if anything, I love being by myself even more now. Yes. So I'm like, now y'all really can't get me out of my bed. Cause listen, but, but I feel like it is, you learn when you move to a different place where you don't know anyone, like you're really starting from scratch. Yeah. You learn how to be comfortable in loneliness because yes. and not and not let loneliness overtake you. Yeah. You, know, you which I feel like so many people don't know how to do that. And then when they when they have to face it, they can't process it. Yeah. That's why I mean you do have a lot of people checking out of here because they don't know how to process the feeling of not being able to connect where we where we're, we're we forced ourselves to do it. I'm like, I listen, I lived in Long Beach at the, on the ocean. Like you looked out of, I lived in a beautiful high rise. <laughs> I looked out the Queen Mary too. Like I could see like, I could go to Catalina Island, like oh, beautiful, gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I can't make any connections here. Yeah. These are not my people. I need, I, I need to be somewhere on the West coast. And it's, and like I said the other day, when a person moves to the West coast and your entire foundation your family, and your friends are are in Eastern and Central Time. They get in the bed by the time you get off of work. Like you, you miss all of the, you miss your your life, your yep. your, your connections. You know. Yep. So yeah, I'm happy. Like I feel like it. It definitely that doing that teaches us how to be a little bit more comfortable in loneliness mm-hmm. and to learn how to process it. Because I'm like, I every time I hear, I just and it breaks my heart. You know, especially when Black people pass away, kind of like in the, the celebrity sphere, mm-hmm. and when they don't tell you what happened, you know. Shit, you know, yep. you got like, oh God, no! And I feel like so many people have been kind of checking out, you know, via you know, via suicide and yeah. are taking their own lives because, you know, right now they're so lonely. A lot of people feel so lonely, and so even though they have, they have their whole family near them, but they yeah. still feel so lonely. They can't connect. And I, I, I it, it seems like it's just it's hitting me a little bit more lately. I don't know if it's just because of more celebrity deaths like this yeah. or what it is, but I, I, I hope that we that we can really get to a better place. But that, that to me, moving out, that's that teaches you how to, to deal with the loneliness and to process it Absolutely. and know you're going to be okay. Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off of that transitioning, like what are some things, self-care, what, what do you do to keep male mellow? Lord. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and this is going to be crude. Guys, sorry. This, is, this, is, an adult, this is an adult show. Okay. I'm going to do myself. 
you know, I have traditionally been in, had a lot of, dated a lot of people at one time. I, I, and if for my other show, it's not a secret, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm a non-monogamous person, ethically non-monogamous person or a polyamorous person. So I always have multiple relationships usually, mm-hmm. but you know, like, like, you know, last time I was having a hot girl summer, Mm-hmm. When I tell you for my daddy had passed away, y'all, I was getting it in, like it, living it up, just really enjoy. I just said, I'm going to be open to this dating experience and ha- just meeting so many different people, having fun. And to me, sex is self-care. It's a part of yes. my self-care. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, enjoying that, enjoying sex, enjoying meeting people, enjoying all different types of people. Yes. So um, that's usually a, a big part of kind of a part of my self-care since you know, COVID and now we're in, you know, approaching, I guess, this monkeypox situation. Then when I saw damn polio, I had asked my mom, I said, do I have a polio vaccine? I'm like, <laughs> I was nervous as fuck. I'm like, I was like, mama, do I? She's like, yes, you have all. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, y'all was nervous. I've been trying to get on prep. The people keep telling me, girl, you can't get on prep. Women can't take it. I'm like, are you sure? Are you positive? I can't say like, man, you are born of me. Can I say prep? Uh, on the commercial on the commercial it says because like every time i listen and it's like um anyone born biologically a woman is not and i'm like oh. <laughs> i'll try to protect I myself i said i said you sure i can you say you cannot get a prep let it go so you know i've been i've kind of had to calm down um <laughs> a, a lot just because you know it's to talk about self-care, I also help take care of my grandmother, you know, who is in my family who's in, in Dallas still. Mm-hmm. So my life is, I'm, I'm, I really live in two cities because yeah. I can go home for two and three weeks, working, still traveling, still taking care of my family and then come back to Atlanta and, be, you know, here. So I kind of have to be malleable in that way and, and mm-hmm. able to pick up, pick up and go home if I have to. Yeah. So for me lately, my self-care has been um, going to different restaurants that they're fairly expensive restaurants that I say, you know what? I, I don't care how much it is. I'm going to put my folding money together mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a fabulous, lovely dinner. Yeah. Um, and then and just connecting. I'm a person that loves this, the one-on-one or like the small groups to where mm-hmm. we can really connect. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Yeah. And I feel, and, and I grew up eating dinner with my family. You know, I, I would eat breakfast with my grandma in the morning if I went to, went to school. You know, if I was home, we were eating dinner together. When I worked at Chick-fil-A growing up, you know, even when you're on break, you're eating with people. Mm-hmm. So eating to me is, it is a, it is. Fellowship. It is definitely fellowship. It is a way that I decompress. Mm-hmm. It's a way, it's something that truly gives me joy and make, it also makes me very happy. So, you know, I'll go to dinner. The last, the big dinner I went to last, we went to the Betty um, in Buckhead. Oh, so cute. And it was just me and one of my good friends. And we, you know, we closed it down. The people had, when they had, the, the people were like, um, uh, here are your car keys. We're closed. And we're the only two people, but we hadn't, she and I hadn't connected like that in so long. Mm-hmm. Drinking martinis and expensive foods. I mean, it's the, I love the luxurious life, you yes. know, and I love to pay for yes. ser- good service. So I've been trying to do really good dinners, you know, once or twice, you know, once or twice a week. Of course, you know, brunch is always on, always my thing. You know what I'm yes. saying? Always yes. going to be brunch. Yes. Um, and I, I think I was telling you, like, I, I am a, I am an introvert with extrovert tendencies. I come from right. a big family. Yeah. I have a job that is people. My career is people hospitality. Yes. So I need, I need alone time and quiet time where I can just read my book and watch my shows. And then I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to a party. Where are we going? We're going yeah. out. We're going here. 
So it's that balance. But when I need to shut down, I will do it. I, I don't have to. And I used to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to go out. I don't want to see you. I don't want to go to the movies. I want to do these things. I just want to be in my house uh, that I love by myself. I need to cut. I need to just regenerate, get my energy back up, maybe get a little bit of rest. And then we can, you know, go. Yeah. Um, I'm a person who talks on the phone for six, seven hours at a time. Like, I mean, just, yes. that's how, you know, it's another part of it. So it's finding those balance, those uh, little balance points. Um, I need to get back out into like putting my feet on in grass, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I, not necessarily hiking and doing like all the, you know, the, just going to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I have bad allergies and sinuses, you know, if you live in Atlanta, you're going to be coughing and sneezing. You know, every, every time I cough, I think I have COVID or monkeypox or <laughs> something other kind or polio or some shit. So I, I am, I'm in the process of going back to the office. I'm in the process of being around people a lot more, having to get back to travel. So I need to get, I feel like I need to get back to where maybe if I'm going for a walk, you know, by myself for 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but getting outside, um, I need to get back to that. Uh, those are kind of like my self-care. Of course, anything pop culture, yeah. talking shit all day. Like that's what I like to do. Um, but I, like I tell people, I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't drink enough or get enough dick to be sitting up here being stressed out about other people's lives. Period. I just don't right now. Pe- yeah. That's on period. Yeah. So I don't, I can't, I can't take, a, I, I've stopped taking on other people's stress. Yes. Um, where I am very much a fixer. Mm-hmm. You tell me what's wrong. Yeah. I will figure out how to fix it. How do I yes. help you? How do I, how do I, and that's a very masculine thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, but that's how I am. I, I just want to fix it. I want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure everybody's fine. Where are we going? Yeah. What are we doing? Um, and I had to, I have to stop doing that because when I'm not in a good place, I will take on other people's stuff to deflect from where I need to be focused on in myself yep. and be like, okay, let me, t- let me take care of all this other, this other messed up stuff in this person's life. No, bitch, focus on your, on your damn self. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it's, I have still not got back on these dating apps. So I'm like, oh Lord, I'm not, I got turned on, uh, I turned on Indian matchmakers. See my auntie owner. I'm trying to Google how Listen, much she she I'm trying to see Listen. about it. See my auntie. I know y'all like I know y'all like dark skinned people, but shit, like what's can, up? Can you come through? Do we not have a black see my auntie out here in these streets? I mean, <laughs> I've been looking because I I'm I'm a I am a proponent of matchmaking when it makes sense and the way yeah. the the Indian cultures mm-hmm. or Southeast Asian cultures do it. I'm like, it's yes. not just no, oh, you're a Leo, you work well with the Sagittarius. Yes. No, it is very much like based on their cultural. Mm-hmm things like mm-hmm. this is very detailed so I'm all for it I'm like see my auntie yes. please like <laughs> let, let I'll take I will take like a Guyanese uh whatever whatever I need to be able to get that like I want to find love too but you can do it for me listen I I whatever see my aunt, whatever folding money we got to pull together yeah but I, I was I just watched the second I sorry I just finished the second season it, I started watching last night I just couldn't stop watching it. I see I almost watching. started last night and I said no oh, you have things to do I, tomorrow so I, I know you're good because you won't stop and but you know what it's the families that are so yeah. involved which I was at first I was very very against yes, I'm like, yes. you know what that makes sense I'm like when you like my brother has had the same girlfriend for years and years which we love her you know what i'm saying so i'm like it just makes it easier when you do get along. connect you know connect and get along mm-hmm. and what i notice is a, a lot of the matches like they don't have to be in the same city she's like oh this person lives in la but you're a good match for this 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 and this yeah. 
Yeah. And watching one girl this season be like, I won't ever leave New York. Girl, by the end, she was like, where am I? I need, you, where you live at? The Mars? Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm coming to Mars with you. I got to say bye to my mom and daddy now, but I will be on Mars. But you know, but I feel like, I feel like we have been taught, so taught to be like, this is what I want. I'm yeah. not leaving here. We can't be as rigid. And I feel like in my 40s, I'm a little bit more comfortable with being a little bit more fluid flexible. with, okay, being a little flexible, not not with my morals or my ethics, yes. but okay, maybe you don't need to. And I'm like, you gotta be in Atlanta, but no, I'm like, I'm opening it up. Like, no, you don't have to be in Atlanta. Like yeah. we'll let the universe help us out, figure it out. But I did that. I just, yeah, I finished watching season three. It was real good, girl. I said, see my auntie. I, I know y'all don't like dark skinned people, but can you please? I'll let me. Can I get a consultation? Please, please. You mean to tell me? And the people, the matchmakers here, they are charging, I mean, Google. thousands. Yes. Thousands. I know somebody that is working with the matchmaker and I'm like, sweetheart. Yeah. But what's your pain? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want nothing that bad. Maybe I ain't there yet. I'm like, I just. <gasps> I'm not there. I'm not there. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But I'm not saying I won't ever be there. But yeah. not it's yet. Just, but I'm no. just like, but but it's it's a good, it's a system that I'm very, it's it's a, it's a sociological you know, experiment. I'm like, I don't yeah. know anything about this. I, I didn't grow up like this. It's not yeah. a part of our culture. Yeah. It definitely is interesting. It's definitely yeah. interesting. So yeah, but I think for me getting back to dating, because I do enjoy being around people. I do love going out. I do love travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I haven't been able to get back to travel as I used to for pleasure. Yeah. That's the next thing. And I'm just like, you know what? I've been trying to get to this one restaurant, the gray in Savannah, probably for two years now. And I mean, you can't get a weekend reservation probably the next six months. You can't. Because it's always so booked. So I think what I'm going to do, I say, you know what? I'm just going to make the reservation on a Wednesday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to build my trip around. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's okay. Just go. But I'm like, I yeah. would like to go with, you know, go with little boo thing. And like, you know, let's put these hands on. You know, so, vacation me, please. Yeah, 100%. But I, I have to get back it's, get back to that. And I yeah. feel like I um I went to brunch with uh, um, one of the members of Four Layer Takes a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. She said something really, she, I was like, I was trying to kind of explain it. I'm like, I just back to dating and yada, yada. She's like, it sounds like you're still, you're still grieving. She was yeah. like, it's a loneliness. I'm like, I didn't, not until she, she verbalized it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, you're right. I am like, okay. I, and I, I received that from a person that I trust, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, let me get, let me get back to therapy because we got to make it happen. Not, and I yeah. feel like we should all be in, in some kind of therapy okay. that, can help us, you know, not, you don't have to go every week or every, you know, even, even if you check in with somebody once a month, that is outside of your sphere, outside of your family and friend group that can help you move forward. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's definitely something that's now is on, even if I get a job permanent with another company, I'm still going to just pay out of pocket. Like I I, I think therapy is definitely where I need to be too. I've always paid out of pocket for therapy yeah. um, just because I'm like, wherever I go, I want to be able to say who, what, when, and mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been in it the you know the past few months because I've just, work has been a lot and trying yeah. to, I feel almost like, okay, I have to learn how to take these skills that we're building yes. in therapy and apply them to real mm-hmm. life scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so that has been my personal experiment the past few uh, weeks or months. Uh, with work and with just being here and sitting mm-hmm. in this 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 period of life yeah. and so I'm like okay this was cute but let me call my girl back because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm at my point I'm at my peak mm-hmm. and 
like I tell people all the time, it's not about something being wrong. It's just more so having that subjective person yes. to talk mm-hmm. it through because they're not going to give you any answers. They can't give you the answer, but mm-hmm. they guide you through that decision-making process that sometimes you try to avoid. Mm-hmm. And yes. like you said, your friend being able to call it out, name it, mm-hmm. verbalize it. I think a lot of mm-hmm. times we're too fearful of verbalizing the things that we don't want to acknowledge because it's like, once you got to face it, shit, mm-hmm. now you know it's there. But it's if you real. don't acknowledge it, if you don't speak up, you know, mm-hmm. you just, you can, you can, you can, ignorance is bliss. You can be, yes. you know, yes. in your own bubble about it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to get back to that. Um, but I, I 100% agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's real out here. Dating is something I don't know. I've been kind of, I've been celibate for a while, for a few mm-hmm. years now. Um, yeah. So dating for me is definitely like, I yeah. eventually, that was something when I first started therapy that we talked about as being a long-term goal of starting okay. back dating and okay. and being open to niggas. The, the experience. Just say that, I mean, it's just, it's being open to the experience, you know? Knowing that this might not be the per- it's not gonna be the person you're gonna be with for the rest of your life. But I mean, like right. from from six o'clock to about nine forty five, we can't. <laughs> it's the person as right long now. As the drinks are coming. As long as the drinks are coming, <laughs> and my Uber gonna be outside. Like you know, like okay, we good, we good for right now. For yeah. right now, that that has been it. And I think yeah. because I just know, like, it's not that I have high standards or high expectations. It's just I feel like mm-hmm. men these days feel like they can question everything okay they don't bring anything to the table too it's just like Mm. oh well you know I got my podcast equipment I'm gonna say everything I feel is wrong with women it's like but you first of all you're not even qualified to have an opinion yes one and two if it don't work Mm. for you why do we have to talk about it you just move on to whoever you know so Mm -hmm. just kind of getting past those just those little things where I'm like oh man (laughs) Y'all really make me make me feel so bad to have to yeah. look at you, but oh my god. So yeah, so you know that that's the next step. But I also feel like being here on the West Coast in the Pacific yes. Coast as a black woman, a young black mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a you know seemingly you know great job, like yeah, yeah. it's intimidating for people, men specifically, yeah. and I didn't realize like coming from it because in Atlanta everybody got something going on everybody hustling everybody yes. and things at once yeah yeah but places like here where you where it is big tech and it is mm-hmm. all these major corporations are you know stationed here mm-hmm. men are like oh you do that and then you you know you don't hear from them and I'm like I don't need no kind of coward okay. in my space are, are, are you feel like most men there are coupled already or is, it is just that they okay it's That's a, I feel well like. it's a little bit of both I will say um compared to anywhere else I've even visited this mm-hmm. place has had more like I have more married friends now than I ever had. I, I, I've always okay. had a rule never be friends with married people because then you get tied up in their shit okay but here I've experienced a different kind of married life because the people that I'm interacting with they mm-hmm. aren't so rigid in oh you know I have to do this or I have the kids it's like they make the time for themselves and their marriage so okay. it's like a healthier balance gotcha. so you, you know if they got something going on or not like they're comfortable with still having fun in a group of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. whether it's you know single married whatever okay. um so that has been something like I just mm-hmm. had that that thought this morning like oh 
Yeah. I actually hang with a lot of married people, but it's not uncomfortable. It's not any kind okay. of jealousy or weird, like, don't look nice. at my man. Yeah. Like, everyone's just cool. And everyone That's is nice. thriving. And everyone is honestly looking for that relationship building because we are all mm-hmm. trans. We are mm-hmm. people. No one is mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that makes a huge connection. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. But well, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, we got to get you out of the celibacy thing. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I have high expectations. Now, that's my thing. This is as long as I've gone. This is this has been what seven, eight months now. And I'm like, I that is am about, for you. I will, I'm like, I will kill somebody. Like it's we get to we are getting to the listen. I listen. I you know mm, what, nah, man, like after, kid. at year five and you just settle into it. You just don't Ain't even no, about when it. I tell you, uh no, I'll be thinking about it 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> celibacy life is not for the girl <laughs> so we're gonna figure it out i was like i gotta get back out here in these streets you know minimally out in the streets i gotta ask yes. a lot of questions about monkeypox and covid but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to get back out here it's not for the it's not for the kid i'm sorry no i'm like i have a lot of steps now because i live downtown and i live in the city i, I live downtown Atlanta. Yeah, so it's like I yeah you have to walk up a lot of steps, but we want to make it to the top floor where the bedroom is. Cause <laughs> listen, now you can't stay, but thank you for stopping by. Thank you for you your services. <laughs> thank you for your services. Um, you know I have my AC on, on upstairs at on sixty six, so you may not like this. You can go ahead walk down one flight, hit the next flight, and I will open my garage door for you to say good night. Thanks so Have much for coming by. Appreciate ya. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Yeah, but no, it's time. I got to get back to dating. I got to back to dating. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, uh-huh. so what is something? <laughs> this is this is I know this is this is male territory. What is something yes. you watched or listened to that oh, you've either been inspired by or just genuinely enjoy that you're like I got to tell everybody about this. This shit was so. Oh. Good. oh my god, you know I'm always watching something. Always, yes. always. I I I love pop culture. I love yes. television. I love movies. Yes. I grew up with like, you know, my aunt would pick me and my brother up and we'd go to the dollar movies every Saturday. You know, so yes. I'm like, I love that. I love these things. Podcast wise, I would say the Midnight Boys, um, which is on the Bringer Network. Hmm. Um, so it's Van Latham and Charles Holmes yes. and kind of their like little group of friends. And they they recap like um, a lot of the Marvel and Disney, it's like the Disney Plus thing. Mm-hmm. So the things that I don't, I don't necessarily read the comic books, but I love watching the show. So they will recap it for you. And they're funny. I, I my favorite thing about pod that I look for in podcasts are friends just having conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're laughing. If, even if they're arguing, I know like, okay, <laughs> they have a relationship and I'm going to laugh or I'm going to argue. I'm going to, you know, be angry or something. So I would yep. say Midnight Boys, um, that's on, and they do House of Bar. That's for Joanna Robinson and, um, and uh, Mallory Rubin. So they're kind of in the same. Mallory and Joanna do their things and the Midnight Boys do their things. And I, what I like about the Midnight Boys is two black, it's black men. So they're telling you from, from a black male perspective, which is always really fun, funny to me, no matter what. Um, I would say Sibling Rivalry, which is something I never miss, which is Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange. They're my two favorite drag queens. Mm-hmm. And they have a podcast um, that's called Sibling Rivalry. And I, they put two out a week. I never miss it. It is once it drops, I will listen to it. They are just so funny, so hilarious. I'm going to there. They're going to be in Atlanta in October, so I have tickets for my birthday for their live show. 
I am just, I just love, I love, I love them. I love them. I love them. So I never miss that. Horrible decisions always gonna be some ratchet shit. Um, I, yeah, that's my first Monday ratchet. That's how I start my Mondays off. No, I'm yeah. not lying. Um, with Mandy and Wheezy. Um, what else I listen to? Then I'm watching Westworld. So I'm not gonna tell anybody to watch Westworld because I only watch it just because I've been watching it and I just need to finish it. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. finish it even some season. I hate the show. I don't know what's going on. I yeah. watch. I don't. I. I don't know what's happening. So I have to listen to so many podcasts mm-hmm. to understand what the fuck is going on. Yes. I am not saying, uh, guys, I'm not telling anybody to watch this fucking show. I'm not telling you, but, <laughs> but I do listen to a lot of Westworld, Westworld podcasts. Um, the Prestige podcast is one that's really good where it's also on the Ringer Network, but different people will, will recap different shows for you. So like I, I had not watched Atlanta ever until a couple months ago. So I just watched all the seasons at once. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, it was it was such a cool experience because I listened to the recaps and then I would watch, you know, watch the show with the recaps or whatever. And I, so I didn't have anybody else to talk about. Everybody I know has already watched all the shows. They're like, they're mm-hmm. like girl, we watched this years ago. Like, oh my God, episode one. You know, <laughs> I don't like how Ernst moved. I don't like this. I don't, they're like, Melanie, you 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 so far behind, bitch. Come, get, get caught up. So I'm caught up now. Um, but this, you know, new season's coming. And I do want to recap the new season because I really dig the show. I think it's, it's so... I I knew who Childish Gambino was before mm-hmm. I knew who Donald Glover was. I was always a fan mm-hmm. of music, his music, his rap, him being on TV, his comedy specials, um, Human Giant. I watched uh, his, you know, the um, when they were, uh, he was in the improv group. So I've always followed his career. Mm-hmm. So the show to me is so smart. It's so well-written. I don't say it's always well-acted. I think that Brandon Tyree, Henry, is that his name? Yes. That play- he, when I tell you, he needs to he needs to get an Oscar. I don't know what we need to put him in. He'd be acting his ass off in yes. every. I'm just yes. like, dude, you yes. are phenomenal. He is fun. He when I the the episode where he was like in the woods, like running from those boys that tried to rob him, mm-hmm. and he meets the homeless guy and he's like crying and beating him up. I'm just like, it's a, I'm just on an emotional roller coaster with this dude. I'm just like, yep. you are fucking phenomenal, bro. So good. Um, so that, that's kind of what I listen to. That's what I'm listening to. I listen to podcasts almost every day, kind of when I'm working. I reading wise, I read a lot of like very like sexy erotica, dark erotica. I read a lot of high fantasy. I like read a lot of mystery. Um, I what I would suggest it is a black lady named Rebecca Witherspoon, and she has a trilogy out. And the first one I think is called safe harbor i would have to look it up but i can i can send it to you but it's rebecca witherspoon um she has it's like it's three books but there are do you ever remember did you ever read friends and lovers like eric jerome dickey's like his group of books so yeah. you know it was so it's a group of friends but they're it's it's girlfriends but you get them text messaging each other back and forth mm-hmm. and three of them have these like really interesting experiences and mm-hmm. they're all they're still all connected with each other and they're like friend groups via text message and like hanging out they're all it's they're all black the first one is a, a murder mystery where the main character meets this mountain man and he's like, they're all black characters. Um, and she get her, they get turned up. It's so hot and sexy. Um, then the second book is called, which is my favorite, it's called Safe Harbor. And it's a girl, it's another, it's a murder mystery, right? It's kickoff. And then it's um, it's a girl, it's a the main character mm-hmm. and her fiance get get caught up with these with this other girl and her two boyfriends and then something happens 
And then our girl gets two boyfriends. Oh my God, it's so sexy. <laughs> it's so hot, so sexy. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's a little bit of BDSM. It's a little bit of like, it's romance. Mm-hmm. It is um, power play. Mm-hmm. It's her trying to find, like, it is y'all that exy and then it's like and then it's fun I'm like this is how me and my friends talk that's why I like reading black authors because it's how I speak it's how we talk you know Mm -hmm. then the third book I can't remember the name of it but it's um it's kind of a reversal so again another murder mystery happens and then the it's a guy and he gets um kind of caught up with the with the lady but she is the more dominant one in the relationship and it oh girl it's so sexy it's so hot but it has like a, a happy ending um so I would say those are the books I've kind of gone back and we reread. Mm-hmm. I just finished um, a really good book. If people like a kind of high fantasy called um, it's called the night circus. It's a very difficult book to read. It's the most difficult book I've ever read, mm. but it's by Aaron Mer- Morgenstern. And it's a book that it's told by like, a magical circus. It's mm-hmm. nonlinear storytelling and you're following all these different POVs through time. It is, but it's so beautifully written. She's such a good writer. So I, if you like Neil Gaiman's writing, you will like Erin Morgenstern's writing. It's really, really gorgeous. It's almost like she writes in like a very poetic um, way. Mm-hmm. So that's just something like high fantasy. You know, I'm always reading something rat at at it. <laughs> um, I just started um, the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I think it's like 20 or 30 books in this series. And it's about this group of vampires. I mean, yeah, so it's like vampires. Then you have these vampire hunters that are called lessers. And then like, so you see like the whole, like each book is a different uh, main character of this brotherhood of six vampire hunters, of vampires. Mm-hmm. We're as hot and very sexy. Um, but it's a lot of books, you know, so you can enjoy it. So I love, you know, a, a, all different types of books, a lot of different backgrounds. Um, I just got, um, I just fit, well, not, I didn't finish it because I started crying too much. High on the Hog. Um, oh, yes. So when it came out, I was at a place in the in quarantine where I was not at a good good place. So people was like, Melanie, please don't watch it. I, I know you're going to like it, but don't watch it. I cried through the whole first three, three episodes, like, mm-hmm. bu- like ugly face, boo-hoo crying. And so I went and purchased every book from everyone on the show. So I have High on the Hog. I have The Cooking Gene. Um, I got Jubilee and the Joy of Black Cooking. Mm-hmm. So I have all of those books. So I'm going to start reading those. Um, I'm really, really interested in. I, I, I feel like I think I know a lot about Black culture, but I don't know enough about like the Gullah people. And I'm like, I know people here in Atlanta who yeah. are Gullah people. Like, yeah. I have that connection. I've yeah. been to the Sea Islands. I've been, like, and to, to the connection between us leaving Africa you know, walking yeah, through taking, the gates yeah. where we will never return, taking, mm-hmm. to, and I'm like, y'all know black, I did not know that, I, I'm a bad black person, like, I did not know there was a difference between people saying, yeah, but now I do, guys, I know, I know now, there is a difference, there is a difference. Honestly, um, though, that one was a hard one, that one was a hard one. It was one. a hard one, okay, I thought it was just me, I was like, oh my god, no. I didn't know this thing. So, um, I, so I'm just going through all of those books uh, right now, I f- started following Julian uh, Etienne, um, who the you know, the black lady uh, who does like the pop up um, the pop up uh, dinners all over, but just really really beautiful um, connection to my to food that I'm like yeah. because I take it for granted I take soul yeah. food for granted you know and one thing that uh, the gentleman was the same he wrote uh, the cooking gene he was the one in like episode two that was cook that was cooking on the open flame oh yeah um, yeah 
uh, Michael Twitty, Michael Twitty, Michael W. Twitty. Um, something he said, he said, black people are the only people that named our food after something unseen. So a soul is something that you can't, it's not a tangible thing. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just fucking hit me, bro. And then when they were cooking out kind of in the open and he tasted it, he was like, oh, I'm gonna taste it. He put it on the back of his hand. When I said, I burst into tears because I'm like, that's how my, that's how my people would taste food. So you don't contaminate the, the spoon. Yeah. And I'd never seen anybody else do that. And I'm like, oh, we're connected. He and I are connected. We don't know each other. We're, you know, yeah, so I, I've only made it to episode three. I'm, I'm trying to, I just start crying. Yeah. I get so emotional. I get so emotional. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are kind of where I am right now. Um, as far as TV, I just really liked, um, Sandman, the Sandman, uh, and it's a Neil Gaiman. Um, he it's uh it's on Netflix. It yes, just, it yes, came yes. out last week. Yeah. I don't know the folklore, so it's a little bit hard to follow. But I really enjoyed it. Okay. So now I got, I'm getting the comic books on um on audiobooks, so I can read you know read them just go through audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, y'all, I'm 43. My eyes not that good. I can't read all them tiny little words on comic books. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so if you like those kinds of things, uh, that was it was really really great. Again, I just finished Indian Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, the the um paper girls it's on amazon prime and mm-hmm. it's also a comic book i didn't i didn't i'd heard about it but i don't know a lot about it i do own one of the first the first book and it's a very easy watch but it was really fun it's kind of like the multiverse by these four paper girls who now yeah. had going through time it was just yeah. a fun watch um yellow jackets i finished that oh, and I, i'd never seen it and i had never seen about it because you know they're nominated for several emmys this year yes so i was like i gotta i have been hearing about it since last year when the season ended and mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna have to find a way to get some showtime to watch it yes. and i see it and i binged it i Me was like too. what the fuck was my problem thinking i could sit through all of this i did i binged it lot. it's all uh, it is heavy yes it is heavy. So I have Sling and so Sling will do like a free weekend. So I just went and watched all of it. I was like, this shit was so good because it was so many twists and turns. It was yes. just like, you don't know what's going on. I, like, I, thought, I had oh, no wait, idea when it, it started how it was going, where they were going to leave us because it isn't ended, mm-hmm. but how they were going to leave us. I was like, oh, bitch. Yes. I'm going to have to get, keep Showtime just to watch this. Listen, I'm, when it comes back on, I'm going to get it. I'm, I have to watch the second season. Um, I tell people this was one of the best shows I think I've seen in the last couple of years. It's called Reservation Dogs, and it's on Hulu. Yes, it's about yes, these yes. four kids. Uh-huh. They they live on Indian reservation mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and I don't I don't know I don't have I mean I don't have any Native American friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people from First Nations, but the show is so funny. It's so it's a dark comedy. It's very yes. painful. You're gonna cry. But it was one of the best shows I have seen in a long time. God, it's a good show. That I feel like FX doesn't. I F, I am the person that FX is making their shows for. Yes. Atlanta, you know the great um, reserv- uh, reservation dogs. The- bitch. Girl, the way I watched the bear, bitch, you I, you would think that was paying me. Yes, you would think that holding it was paying me. Yes. that was a good. I said yes, chef. I was saying yes, yes. chef. I was, I'd be back myself in the house. It's so, out. it's so good i literally because i saw a preview on instagram and i was like oh let me just see you know let me see what lip from yeah. um from the showtime show was mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. The, uh i can't shameless think shameless i was like let me see what lip up to in this show yeah totally different i never and see i never character. watched shameless 
Oh, well, Shameless is good too. Shameless, yeah. you want to see some fucked up shit in a family. Yeah. What yeah. really, what goes on with families and the dysfunction, yeah. this family is dysfunctional. Okay, okay. But, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him. His character in Shameless was such a, it was a, he was a protector, but he, he had okay. all these little things that just kept catching him up to okay. where he just, you know, take two steps ahead, you end up three steps back. Yes, but yes. the bear, I feel Girl. like, it's, it takes that to a whole nother level because he's internalized mm-hmm. some kind of trauma Girl. and ugh, when I episode I, I say I tell people I say guys watch episode seven that is a one what, what you're watching is a play mm-hmm. it's a they did it in one take yeah they, I mean you are you are that when I was sitting on my bed sitting up straight I wouldn't even I was my heart was beating so hard if you've ever worked in the restaurant industry like yes Everything is always so serious, you know. Okay. I'm like, I mean, it you it is that kind of pressure because you're trying to make something happen in the shortest amount of time with the best quality. Yeah. But when I tell you that show, from beginning to end, it did not miss. The yep. monologues were beautiful. The character work was beautiful. The writing was beautiful. Every single person in that show came to work. Mm-hmm. They came to work every day. They came to teach. They came to teach acting. Mm-hmm. They came to teach acting. It man, that was oh my god, and I haven't rewatched it because it is intense, it but it's definitely a show that I'm going to watch again. It, I I just felt like it was one of the best shows, yeah. They hit it out the park, and I wanted to, I wish it was more episodes, yes. I'm telling you, when I got, I didn't realize the last episode was the last episode, mm-hmm. and I just kind of after I finished, I kind of just did this exhale. I was like, damn, yes, like mm-hmm. I have not watched you made there are very few shows, yes, they kind of have you just holding mm-hmm. your breath, like, how is yes. this all going to end? Yes, because like, I was like, Chef, what are we doing? Chef, are we, are we shutting this down? Are we going to have brunch now, Chef? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck brunch. I know, but brunch is really great. I, I, I was like, I thought I thought he was going to have, I'm like, you're going to be dead. Yes. You're going to be dead. Yes. You're literally going to have gonna a heart attack. you going to set this whole bitch on fire and everybody going to be dead. With, I'm like, you don't, because he was, he's dealing with so much trauma. I'm like, do you realize yeah. you are setting fires? Literally. Literally setting things on fire, not because you are so re- far removed from where you really are in your reality. Mm-hmm. Girl, that was a good ass show. Oh, yes. girl, tell me you watch the old man. It's in my queue. Baby. It's in my queue. Don't start it if you don't have time. It's, it's a very slow start. Oh. when I tell you that's a good ass show like I when the, I saw the last episode I didn't realize it was only like seven episodes mm-hmm. so I'm mad thinking like oh we have to get turned up next week and they're like that's it <gasps> oh no I should have oh god I, I don't have any more of the old man yeah it's Jeff Bridges at his best John Boy it not John not John Boy I'm sorry John um Lithgow John mm. Lithgow if you ever saw John Lithgow in Dexter where he plays he plays a very bad character mm-hmm. he when I the monologues in this show and uh, have you ever seen the show uh, Search Party yes I love so, Search Party the main character that girl is in this okay okay so she's she's one of the main characters it's, Dory. But it's es- Dory yeah I forget her real name I'm, I feel yeah, bad I about that. she's a really good actor but it's espionage it's family it's spies it's murder it's uh the um the Russians versus the Americans in Afghanistan. It and it's history. Yes. So girl, that show's so good. But don't watch it if you don't have time. You will be up all night. It is that good of a show. Okay. It is okay. phenomenal. Y'all, and one more. I know I'll be talking about Hulu and FX. It's a movie called Prey. And it's if you like, it's the Predator. It's a new Predator. 
but the predator has popped up during 1736 on an, on an Indian on on um, Indian land on the Apache Apache land. So it's a tribe. They're uh, they're you know they move around with the buffalo, right? Mm -hmm. So they're nomads. So they're sitting. They're they're at a certain place right now. Girl, the predator come come to the earth, and let me tell you what it's turned up from from the first scene to the last scene. I said what. And you can watch it in the Native American language if you want to. And then you, know, you can, you know, read the closed caption. Yeah. So I did it. I watched it with the English and then I watched it. because so it was just, it was just beautiful. So you're yeah. seeing the tribal life and yeah. how women and girls are supposed to fit into tribal life. But maybe that's not what we want to be doing. So it, it, when I tell you a good movie, it's, it's a, if, if you like action, it is turned up. It is very good. Very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very well done movie. Okay. Um. So I think that, as I said, Indian Matchmaker. I watched my. I watched see my auntie all last night. I'm excited. Lock and Key. The third season. Lock and Key just dropped. Yeah. Industry. Are you watching Industry on HBO? Okay. I started Industry last year. Okay. And I just couldn't get into it. I struggled. Oh. I think I made it through like three episodes, and I was like, "Why am I watching this shit again?" And I just I haven't gone back. It's still in my like what's next on Apple TV. Yeah. But I have okay. I struggled to get into it. And I don't because know what the hype her, is. Yeah. Well, because the main character is not likable. Mm. She really is. She the is the thing. protagonist, but she's also very much the antagonist because she's trying to find herself. So Harper's trying to find herself. I don't know anything about finance. I don't know what they talk about. No. But it's just like my heart is beating a thousand miles a minute. You know, it. I, the second season just dropped. I think there are two episodes in. So I, I really, the, the, it starts off really really good so if you can give it another chance okay it is slow and it is a lot going on but i think that you will it's very smart writing and very good acting i think you would like it okay. um loot um which is really funny oh, on apple so good so good it's i love just, my she's so she she and, and her mom's music is in it like yes it just man it's it, such a good cast it is. you have mj in there you have a trans yes. woman who's in the lead role yes like it, it's it, I laugh every time I mean, it's yes. just a good show and I tell people the the thing about Maya Rudolph is like not that it's a problem but her blackness is not at the forefront of her characters it doesn't yes. define her character whatever no. she plays mm -hmm. and I love that fluidity because mm -hmm. this is still a black woman with yes. wealth beyond imagine mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. going through these lessons and all these things but I'm just like this is this is this is something that we have not seen no it's not any kind of real trauma it's not any no. kind of like you know down written story like mm -hmm. yeah you you know she's getting a divorce mm -hmm. but besides that she's living her best yes. life her, her and her little friend and he he just want her to stay rich i, said, I don't know what you go I, I needed i need to know his name he just he just wrote and produced a movie on hulu called um fire island He's a writer. Oh yes, I watched Fire Island. Mm -hmm. he yeah, that was cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it so he cute. wrote and produced that. It was cute. He was also in. I don't know if you remember The Good Place. Who did he play in The Good Place? Jason. No, he's not Jason. He's not. No, mm -mm. Jason is Filipino. Yeah, they're two different people. I thought it's. I thought it was Jason too, but it's not. Damn, because that that clueless like. Mm -hmm. dumb but still witty in mm -hmm. his own weird way I was like oh look at Jason there's <laughs> no it's not Jason uh, Jason's still okay. but I, but it was but I, yeah I like I, 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 I like I like 
we are only she you know that she is I know she's black I know her background yes. or, or that she's yes. she's biracial I know her yes. background but that like, her family is all black so I'm just like they, that's like you don't have to beat yourself over the head you it's don't cousin right here and, and that's the thing like, yes yes that's it we if get it you aren't sure her cousin yes. is right there the yes. whole episode with the family and Kimberly yes. what Kim Whitley Kim Whitley so funny so damn funny I was like yes so like, funny and they, yeah. you know, that's what it is when you when mm-hmm. you're the cousin with money and you come around, yes. you you get the jokes, you get uh-huh. the pressing, and oh, she don't uh-huh. come around here like you get all that's that is being black yes. without having to overstate it, override Beat it over the head. Yeah, it's really well done. She and she's so funny. She's yes. just a naturally funny person. Yes. Them facial so expressions. Oh my god. Oh my, oh my god. god. So those are those again. This right now, like kind of everything. Then of course you know I was you know I was got a ninety day fiance. Oh my god! Never, I ain't gonna never not have a ninety day fiance in my life. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like, I'm gonna tell you that right now today. I can't do ninety day fiance, but my mama got me with married at first sight, and so now Girl. I'm I'm in the new season. I watched last <sighs> season, and now I'm on this yes. season. I'm like, oh shit, where are these couples going with this bullshit? They start nowhere early. Nowhere they're going to the ocean. That's where they're going because because what I've realized. So you know the the it started off the British it was in it was in a British show. Oh, so okay. in, in UK, no one stays married ever. Never. It's 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 not the culture. They all get divorced. Mm. So it came then it came to the US where I mean I've seen a lot of marriages that have worked. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last couple of seasons, especially last season, they are making TV. They're not trying to match people that are the best matches. To me, right now, because. You mean to tell me, old girl said, we call, I, I'm, I, so I have an, my other friend, we like, we, we, so I have two friends I watch the show with and we text each other throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Then I go on black Twitter and see what black Twitter saying about it. Cause yes. this, we ride, we ride for 90 fiance and we definitely ride for married at first sight. Yeah. Oh girl, we call her fake nurse, but she's not fake nurse. She really is a nurse, but she just got to finish her BA. <laughs> she said, I told the experts, I quote, I told the experts, I don't want to take care of nobody. She said, I work all day to take care of people. I don't want to come home and take care of everybody. Bitch, what you think marriage is? Yes. I'm by myself and don't want to take nobody, take care of nobody. It's just me. I be so strict. again, why would you even make it through the first interview if you said literally out <laughs> you don't want to take care of another person? What in the world? You on the wrong show, babe? But no, but no, that's how a lot of women think. That needs to be on TV because a lot of women think I'm going to get married and be kept. And joke's reality. on you, bitch, because men are the biggest babies in the world. In the whole world. It's so not you, rea- that's not, that's never a reality. No. But to say, and I'm like, when she said it, and I was just like, bitch, where, what show did you think you were coming? What show? Literally, what show did you think you was coming on? Then you got, you got, we got him Sandals. His name Mitch. So then you got Sandals, who is so rigid. When y'all, his mama and brother and his sister said, we don't like him most of the time because he says really hurtful, mean things. When somebody mama tell you they don't like their own child, bitch, run. But why are you on this show knowing that you are like that? He, and why did, I, I honestly thought, I, I did not think he was going to be that bad. It's He's terrible. terrible. He, you, you can't, and then you can't be so rigid. Because, okay, guys, for people, okay, guys, so, okay, on the show, they, okay, if you've never seen Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. you go through this process of interviews with yes. these experts, and then An you get matched, yeah. you get matched where, where, you know, you say, oh, this is, they put the, the, the numbers down, this mm-hmm. is who you should match with, but not, unlike auntie, unlike, unlike Seema auntie, where she's looking at, at, at 
all these things you want Mm -hmm. plus your family makeup Mm -hmm. plus where you are in your life Mm -hmm. plus your astrological sign like she taking the whole she's looking at the whole person where they're just looking at the top five checkbox to miss yeah because if if a person is so rigid to where and you can tell he everything his whole life is about recycling and wearing sandals and riding a bicycle you and him you don't need to ever be mad he should have never made it through the process that is a person who is not open to other people Yep. So you want to put this, make this man somebody husband? That's not a marriage make. Babe, it's not going to work out. And then when his mama and brother and sister-in-law said, we don't like him most of the time. I mean, he says really hurtful things. And the fuck? Girl, I was sick. But you know so what? I, I, but you know what? They got the right one. Because I feel like, oh, girl is going to let his ass have it. She's She, she, so. she came in cute like okay i don't you you and this recycling shit we'll we'll work it out whatever but she laid down the law and was like now listen here Mm. if we don't have sex if you don't find me attractive i will be out which i'm like thank you because he he seems to think he's the prize i'm like yo half shave uh you know sideshow bob hair you look a mess your body like a skeleton i'm like if i gotta see his ass with no shirt on one more one more motherfucking time we're gonna have a problem put a shirt on how you in San Diego? You are not a catch with no sunlight. I don't skin. get it. He is not a catch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not a catch. You're, nobody. Nobody should really want you. Then, and I think that he is really digging her. I thought he was liking her mom because to me he was like that is his his Yes. Yeah. And her mom yes. is beautiful, gorgeous. I mean, Shocked. gorgeous. Yeah. And because he was like, oh, that's my wife now. He got excited. Mom. He was excited. He was about to. He was about to go stop recycling. But he was about to throw some shit in the ocean. He was about to <laughs> like verbally was like, whoa, whoa. Right after her. <laughs> but that's what she'll look like eventually. <laughs> and girl, help me to understand. Now y'all don't mess your girl uh-huh. who is career driven, who divorced her parents and said, "Bitch, I'm 17. I ain't going with y'all. I don't know what y'all talking about. We get a divorce." If a if a, a child divorced their parents, <laughs> maybe you should be messing up and get married to nobody else. That's what I'm saying right here. Then you go have her with a man who don't really have no job. I don't want know what he'd be investing in all selling day. Selling fake purses. So selling fake purses because the police and, I, have and, to and but then then he was like, oh oh, I didn't tell you I have a bankruptcy, and I'm like, that's not the problem. Yeah, but you they I'm like this girl is a business owner and he if she cannot get loans and she, I'm like you can now affect her credit to where she now can't get loans mm. so then I'm like okay let's step back if we're gonna make this work then let's figure out what we gotta do I said this man now this brother right here and I don't, I don't like the way he looked I don't like the way he looked we call him lizard I don't like the way he looked but <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is he about to he on the come up. She was he like, is. in the house. He was like, I'm she was like, you're moving with me. He was like, Yeah, bitch, I you want me, I will marry you. Now I'm not I will make a good wife, but I will <laughs> marry you. What's her name? I don't know what that girl name Sh- is. Sh- Shakara Sakara S- S- it's something. Uh, it's something like that. But I'm like, I, I will marry you. I want to live in a house, a, a brand new house in San Diego. You saw how happy yeah, he was. Bitch. He was like, My Your wife called me a house, y'all. <laughs> he is over the moon i'm like you're not about nothing and i love when she was there with his uh his little friend talking about they have game night and your girl, girl becky said oh you're fighting to our game night the out girl i said we'd have had a divorce right then and there i've been like no y'all I said, ain't no more game nights you can come to our game nights at yes. my house with yes. my husband yes becky which i thought that was weird in itself that you know 
no judgment to people and what their like familial structures are, but he didn't yeah. have any family around him. Mm-mm. Everybody else had at least one family member mm-hmm. involved. I'm yeah. like, you're announcing this to four or five people because you just, you not just, but you moved to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So you're not from there. So these yeah. are the people that you consider close enough to kind of reveal this news. You don't call your mama. Like what? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, his mom, mom, you know, his mom left him, but his dad was, you know, his dad raised him. He was mm-hmm. there, you know, he's military. Um, but I was just like, I said, I thought the same thing. I just, and it was too many girls. I'm like, yeah. I don't like all, it was too, it was, and I'm like, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay with that. I, I, but it was very, it read very fuck buddy to me. Yes. All these friends, and yes. I didn't shut that shit down. I would, I, we wouldn't even made on the plane to the, the honeymoon, but I just shut that shit down. I'm saying that right now. On, I'm, I'm uh, sorry, but all these women got an opinion on your life. It just, no. I just didn't, I didn't care for it. Cause I'm like, not that men mm-hmm. can't be friends with women, but yeah. why you got more female friends than you do male mm-hmm. friends? I think it was only what, what, one or two guys that were mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. And the rest were these women and they were very opinionated. And I'm like, very. Oh, uh-uh. shut no. it down. No. Shut it down. Um, I don't like Miguel. I don't like how he look. I don't trust him. You should not be pressuring anybody into having sex right Which- off the bat. Not I, right off the bat. Not no, right I, the agree. Bat. And, I agree. I agree. But I feel, but and I feel like, and, and I didn't like her family being in their yes. business either. I said, your yes. brother is creepy as fuck. Yes, he, he too involved, but and his sister was creepy as fuck. She had a lot of stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Listen, if if yeah, everybody, if you have student loan debt, that's not abnormal. That's you should make people feel bad about that. Yeah, student loan debt is actually a, a, something seen as good debt, not negative debt. Yeah, yeah we need you need people to pay it off. But I'm like, y'all need to stop that fucking narrative. And if you didn't want to be with somebody that had someone that bitch, you shouldn't have come on a show when you met somebody that you married when you got to the altar. Mm-hmm. You dummy. Period. That's on period. Yes. yes. So that really irritated. But I I don't I didn't like, and again, I'm I'm like this. If we're not fucking in the first couple of weeks, we're probably not gonna stay together. Because I ain't married nobody I have I have not had sex with. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that right now, up front, but but I didn't like the way I felt that he was pressuring her. And you could already see she don't have no backbone. So she was like, I mean, he's my husband and blah blah. Girl, if you don't go on somewhere with this And she comes from a very religious background. So it's like, yeah. you have an understanding of how that might be hard for her to navigate. And yes. so only has sex with one other person. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is very new to this. And I'm just like, the way you was upset about her family coming at you, you should have mm-hmm. also understood yes. that maybe I should reel that shit in a little bit. Like, can yes. you not go six weeks without having sex? You Calm got down. the rest of your life. Just, you, this is still a stranger. Too much. Yeah, I thought I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. So I'm like, I don't know about them. Nah. And then I said, if this 19 foot man Brutes. cry one more fucking time on my screen, one more time, I'm I'm gonna find him and we're gonna have a conversation because it's too much. You cried every five minutes. And I'm, I'm not just, saying that men should not cry. I, yeah, but not cry. This get your you crying about the wind blowing and and the sea turning. If you don't calm your motherfucking ass down and calm down up in here, you are you are eleven feet tall. You don't have to be sitting for crying everything and tell your wife to stop announcing your celibacy to the fucking world. She's bothered by that, and I don't understand why. But at the same time, I think because he's so sensitive, sensitive. Mm-hmm. and she's so not. Mm-hmm. it's just like you gonna have to man the fuck up like she it's a turn off and she's trying to embrace it yes. because she doesn't want to feel like I, I ruined another relationship you know the girl that's been yes. engaged four times and married mm-hmm. once and it failed mm-hmm. like I think she's trying to combat that expectation yeah. of those stereotypes but it's like no he sir it's, it's too much but I thought she did a good job when she gave old girl advice 
yes. about Mitch. Yes. I was okay. like, I said, okay, I like, and I, and I liked the way she handled when he broke down again in the bathroom. She, she was like, <laughs> baby, you can't be so sick about somebody else. Marriage. She somebody like, she was like, else. She was, but she was so calm. She was very collected. She supported him. But I'd have been like, if you don't, I said, I'll be like, problem of mother. I'm gonna give you something. I'll be like, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Because when he was a girl, I'd now, girl, I'd have been like, you ain't try to suck his dick or nothing. Like, we gotta get this man, we gotta get him into another head space. It's too much. It's too much. It's he, too much. Too big, too damn big to be that <laughs> like every time. <laughs> and then when she said he was like, I love you, and he she was like, I just met you 24 hours ago. <laughs> man she you do not love her you you're infatuated you yes. just met her 48 hours ago this is not yes. reality baby i guess it's what, not what blows me is he claims he used to get so much play and women used to object uh-uh. him, and i'm like i can't tell because you act like you ain't never been late in your life and you just happy to have somebody pretty in your face listen he acts so desperate yes he i'm just i'm just like i said but you know what you could do now that you're married you can fuck like yes. stop why i'm that's i'm like so you mean to tell me y'all just laying in the bed i'm like Alexis, you ain't try to put no hands. You ain't try to blow in. I think she has. His ear, kiss him on the neck, rub it. I mean, girl, we got to figure some things out over here in these streets. Because I'm, I'm like, I know you getting frustrated. She probably need to bring a vibrator with her on the vacation or nothing like everything, that. She everything. probably sick. Ain't no Walgreens there. Ain't no Walmart there. Nothing. She is sick. She can't even probably get no Amazon. Girl, you might be Amazon, you a vibrator or something. I don't know. Just say She got her shower head, I guess. Cause I don't even know. And then mama's boy, I said, they called it me. Girl, why do blacks really be calling him Dollar Store Johnny? (laughs) 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 And he said, that fool said, you got a secret? I'm going to tell everybody. I said, no. Uh, and she is she she told me she didn't even finish her degree i mean is she a nurse i don't even know i'm like <laughs> you don't have to have a b a bs or a ba to be a nurse you have to have a nurse she is doing this to you know to advance in her career yes. she is a nurse we be calling her fake nurse we know she's a real nurse but i was just like your wife told you something in confidence yeah you went and told your friend Everybody. which i'm like i'm i'm, I'm just kind of mad at that i said but when you turn to the fucking camera your boy was in confession was like hey world i don't know if y'all heard but my girl she, she got one more credit to go and she has not finished i was just like but you know what he's such a little punk i bet him and his mama sit at home mm-hmm. gossiping about people that's why i said you you are to and to make her feel bad because i'm like i was i was not close to my father you don't make someone feel bad about their family's situation like, when you don't even know their situation yeah you yeah. i'm like you know she already feels some kind of way about it you know she feels sad about it you know that yeah. she she keeps bringing it up so you know she's yes, conflicted it's a subject. yeah so why would you make her feel bad about that because you because you and your mom be sipping on sipping tea every five minutes mm-hmm. you don't make people feel bad about their family ties and you don't know her you don't know you what don't she's know. been doing her life that yeah. shit pissed me off i said let me tell you something i had to call y'all and be like, y'all, I'm in jail down here in Mexico, wherever we are. Um, I had tried to, to kill my husband. I had just had, got my husband. I tried to kill him, push him to the ocean. Can you please bring some folder money? <laughs> they took my passport. Can you please come help me? Because I'm, listen, that shit pissed me off. I said, fake nurse did not have to do that. No. They didn't have to do it like that. I so, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much hope. I honestly had more hope for last season's couples. And this season, I'm like, this really? is a fire. Yes, because honestly, like, I felt like, Katina and Elijah, I thought were going to break up, and they're the only ones mm-hmm. that lasted. 
Um, Michael and old girl. But that shit like, toxic as fuck. He's he's an he's a verbally abusive person to her. He is, and that's she's why a I'm doormat. Hoping, I'm hoping it got better because what we saw on TV, I was like, that was now, disturbing. Your mama must be white because that's why you act like that. Because had it oh. been somebody else, you would you would have no, it wasn't gonna go down. Oh, he but, he'd had one good time. The the when he embarrassed me in front of everybody at the dinner, it, it, we wouldn't have had nothing. We wouldn't have had no more problems. That, that glass would have got slammed on a table into your neck. Like say it again. Let's, one more time. One more time. And that would have been it. So I'm like the only the only couple I knew wasn't gonna make it was Crazy mm-hmm. White Girl Lindsay and and, oh, and Shark yeah. Marcus Shark. Yeah. That because I was just like she's neurotic, but also mm-hmm. he is. I don't know what he got going on. It just didn't seem like a match. But this season, I'm like, it's bad matches. Yeah. First of all, y'all done brought in uh Mr. Preacher, Megan Good's ex husband. Like that's supposed Girl, to help. He just went through a divorce. What? Why yeah, we need here? He ain't even married. Is he here for divorce training? I don't. Understand. I don't understand. And they were never a good match. I was always confused. I'm like, so they they never made sense to me from the very moment they got together. I'm like, this ain't gonna never. This is not gonna work. So I was confused. I'm like, why is he on the show? And I wanted to Dr. Viviana leave because he was on the show. Because mm. she made it she made it seem like in one, one interview I saw that she was leaving for a, another reason. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't agree with what they're doing right now. Right. And I feel like she was, I feel like she wanted to speak up against O, o and Katina last season. I really, because she saw that she was verbally, he was verbally yes. abusive and he was yes. emotionally and verbally abusive to that woman. Yeah. It was, it was sick. It was sick, but I can't see any of these couples. I no. maybe Tree and Alexis, maybe yes, yes. and I think maybe Lindy may try to hold on because she's kind of a doormat. Mm-hmm. But outside of those, I I'm, I don't think it, I don't, and I don't support it. I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's a dumpster fire. It's too much. So yeah, that now that I don't ever, I don't miss that. Um, I think all ninety day all. 90 day all day every day i watch all, all of them all every single it's like last different one. series ever after it's, it's so good At then and now yeah. i'll be like damn a new one? yeah it's that good that's what I'm it's that good no. then now they got seeking sister wives so Girl, that's so that, good old shit and i was like is. you know what i'm gonna have to cut this shit off because these people are nuts <laughs> truly certifiable <laughs> can't do it no thanks it's wild but, it, but i i love tlc because it really is sociology Yes. You are learning a subculture of people that most people don't even know really truly exist. Yes. Right? You don't know, like, it, oh God, the um, Smothered is fun uh, and Mama's Boy. And I'm just I can't like, say either one of them. Uh-uh. But it's they so good. It's so ratchet. It is. It is so, they're so dysfunctional and yes. so messed up. It is. And then I, and I, I started watching Family Chantel when they, when they were first on. Then I, I stopped. But then this season, girl, girl. Woo! It's Girl. just a good television. Listen, I this season, so I started watching last once again, Marquita. My mama got me reeled into all of these TV shows. Yeah. But yeah. the family Chantel, the way there has been such a drastic shift since they got back from DR last season. Yes. I immediately was like, let me go to her Instagram. And I was like, oh, Twinkie ain't had no picture. Pinky ain't had no pictures with him since December of last year. And so really? I knew then I was like, something wrong something's wrong with the milk and literally with this season mm-hmm. i'm like wow and he's so gullible you know your sister trifling as hell and you still listen to everything she say knowing she don't like everything. your wife and she was His, flat out lying 
she's your girl can't sit down she came with her little white church dress on i'm like so are you going what are you first of all she what thinks she's doing? a celebrity she thinks she's a celebrity she, she really does TV. He, and it was just it was sad in the way like i i've never supported their marriage i don't support their family i think they're i think it's a bad match all around Mm. I think there are two people that did have an attraction to each other. that did like each other at one point in time, but it was really, I think for them to stay together was to prove everybody else wrong. I don't Correct. think it was really, there's no there there. I agree. And again, like see my auntie would not have matched him because your families are too, y'all too, too much. Like, Her yeah. mama and everything, his mom and everything. They all in y'all relationship. It's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much when, and I never thought that Chantel ever gave him a safe space. She mm-hmm. never made it when you are in a, in a relationship, not even it just like, go far as a marriage, you have to give your partner a safe space to be who they are and to, and to be able to open up to you and to mm-hmm. confide in you. She never did that ever. But when she went to his job, his, you know, he, the, they had the little work the real function, estate, yeah. the real estate function and she, his boss, she walks in and is rude, nasty, telling all their business. That was the most immature shit. Mm-hmm. I have seen in a long time. And I watch a lot of fucked up reality TV. Yeah. That, that was too much. And yeah. thank God his boss was like, let me, she, she, she's mature enough to see, okay, she's hurting and he's hurting. Mm-hmm. She made time to go out and talk to her, but you don't ever, you never mess with a person's income. You never mess with their livelihood. And what she, what she is trying to do is get him fired. So now he can now depend on her. Yeah. All that shit backfiring. You mean, to, you mean to think you, you take his mama some Gucci frames and she's going to not be on your side. That shit was manipulative. You are immature and mean and manipulative. But she also understands that that manipulation from his mother is a thing. He's lived with that his whole life. You you getting payments from this man that you know Mm -hmm. was married that you've been sleeping with. Mm -hmm. And you tell your kids like, oh, whatever. Like he has literally grown up with that level of manipulation, which Mm -hmm. is why I think now it's so hard for him to process everything because it's like you got your mama doing one thing you got mm-hmm. your wife doing another your so- mm-hmm. all the women in his yes. life have yeah. not given him a safe space and the yeah. one time he was looking for that in his father mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't even give him the the time of day yeah so the dad just not so i watched it leading up into him finding his dad so the dad not just want to talk he didn't want to have anything to do with him didn't want to have anything to do with him oh man when they set up the meeting like yeah. The, so he met with his half siblings and okay. his half siblings gave him his dad's number. Like you need to call okay. him yourself and handle it. Yes. But they also informed the dad, like, Hey, we met with mm-hmm. him. He's going to mm-hmm. reach out. The dad completely ignored his calls, blocked his mm. number. And that's where they ended the season with him, okay. like completely rejected from his father. And then going okay. back to Atlanta with Chantel. Mm-hmm. And you could tell like, that's he, sad. like you, he was, you know, these, these weird, like societal things. He was trying to hold it together yes. for the camera, but you could tell like when, no, when that call kept going to voicemail, yeah, he realized like, oh, he, he really isn't going to meet with me. He just said yeah. that to say it. It was like, oh, this is going to be hard to come back from. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, I, I cannot imagine. I can't, I mean, I, we were, I was not close to my dad, but I, he's never rejected. I've never felt rejection. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And as for a man to feel that I can't imagine how, how hurtful. Yes. After is, wanting it, just, it for so long and yes. you thinking, I finally found him, let's mm-hmm. do it. And you mm-hmm. think he's going to be just as receptive as I am. And yeah. he's completely against it. He was like, that's oh, God. I was your mama. Yes. So, y'all out of my life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, it was, it was 
sad. Like I was like, damn, this mm. this is really fucked up. Yeah, but you see the layers of you need to be in like they need to be in serious therapy. Like, yes. and I'm sorry, and Chantel's family is just as just like, her. I'm like, you got it. You you guys, please leave this city. Please run away from your parents. It's too much. It's just too much. You saw what what's the brother Rain or whatever his name is? He got the yeah, hell he on. He got his own. He play. got the hell on. Winter. He got the she, hell on. She don't have no. She to me that has not built up her confidence. Nor is I think. I think she's still gullible. So she need to be at yeah. home so she can figure like she can think for herself. Yeah. But she just happy to have some male attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she got the gastric, so she's mm-hmm. losing weight. I saw a picture mm-hmm. with them today. Um, that she's looking really cute. She's losing weight. I think she'll mm-hmm. get there. But again, you have to leave, you have to leave the nest. Their mom is a toxic person. Yeah. Their dad just goes on whatever the mom says. I'm like, this is not. A lay down because, lily and a smother mother. Listen, and, and I feel like the one thing I didn't, that I don't like about um, the Indian matchmaker is they'll have like, they'll open up each episode with like a couple that was matched. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they call it marriage or love marriage. So it's, it's opposite yeah. what we do. Like a, a match is normal. A range marriage is normal. Love marriage is abnormal. Yeah. So and they're like, oh, we're married 30 years, 40 years. But I'm like, just because a person's been married to another person for a long time doesn't mean they have a successful marriage or, right. a, or a healthy marriage. At they've all. been able to work it out with each other. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. They just, that means they just were able to stay together. Yep. For whatever reason. So I don't like that. And I, I feel like I, I just, that I think that's toxic thinking just mm-hmm. to be with someone for, for X amount of time. That's success. It's not success. Yeah. What success is living well. And if you yeah. need to leave a person who doesn't make you happy, you don't make them happy. And you've gone through therapy, you try to make it work, yep. but people just grow, you grow apart, you grow up, you grow in different directions. Yep. Quality um, of so, life. Yes. So I'm just like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to give her parents a clap on the back. No, your husband does whatever you tell him to do because you bully everybody in your fucking life around. Right. Her mom is a bully. You are too involved in their lives. Get, get a life, go find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Get a friend. I'm like, do y'all not have friends? No. It's like, none of these people have friends. So yeah. I'm just like, oh God. But yeah, that the when she went to his job, I said, okay, their marriage is done. And I didn't blame him. And when she when he got to uh DR and then she took his passport. Did you see the last the last episode? No, I gotta rewatch it because I started and then I got distracted. My attention span has been shit lately. So I'm like, I gotta go back and rewatch it just to see because I missed the last one when I came back in he was in her mm-hmm. room and they were talking I was like wait how do we get here what happened yeah so yeah when he saw her at the pool when he first got to the, the hotel mm-hmm. then he had his passport and his ticket in his hand and she snatches it and he's like I need give me my passport back and she's like no you're gonna talk to me you're gonna talk I'm like you are she is probably one of the most immature grown-ups that I have seen on tv in a long time yeah but I mean, also, she is like y'all immature. got married real young. I don't think y'all really understood what y'all were no. getting into. You, no. like you said, y'all just wanted to prove everyone wrong, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. it's backfired on them from the beginning. Just because it's like in trying to prove everyone wrong, y'all are pulling, pushing each other away. Yes, it's creating so much resentment that's unresolved mm-hmm. because y'all mm-hmm. aren't really saying it, calling it like it is, and saying where all these these emotions are coming from. Yes, but I'm like, I don't understand why they have not been in therapy. That's something I will not, I, I don't get it. I'm like, you are two people that honestly did not have, you know, and you don't have good examples. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, guys, you got to go to therapy and figure it out for yourself and figure out, hey, you need to move from Atlanta, move away from my fucking family. And don't go to DR, move away from everybody. Yes. Alejandra, stay, I, I said, Alejandra, stay in New York. Don't come back down here with this damn Nicole. Because they, she just, she's so fucking toxic. So I'm just like, it is, 
But it just when when that happened, when she went to his to his work function and acted like that, I said, okay, you are immature. You are not. You do not need to be married to anybody. Mm-hmm. You need to call it a day. Then going to his being manipulative to the point of you trying to manipulate his silly mama with her with her foolishness or with some Gucci frames. It was just toxicity on top of toxicity on top of they're so used to being it then she'll cry i don't want you to leave i just want you to love me no you're, you're not. not lovable you're yeah. not acting lovable you're not showing him love Mm-mm. you're not you guys are not nice to you are me actively mean to each other yes and, and almost like you're doing it for sport at this point because no one's oh, trying to have resolve y'all oh, just tit for tat Mm-hmm. which is a level of, of immaturity that I'm like yep. and this is why y'all don't need to be together because y'all don't yes. even know how to reasonably resolve issues Come nothing on. nothing it's so, sad girl so yeah the, I got I, mean, I got a divorce so you know it's, I think it's that's for the best I yeah. think it's for the best yeah. I'm like either there or if they don't they're going to end up making each other so miserable mm-hmm. then somebody said that she was trying to talk to rich dollars well, no, I heard he was he was messing around with somebody. That's why she filed for divorce because she just filed for divorce last month. Lord, but I'm like, it makes sense. But I'm like, what, what do you think unhappy married people do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They was the girl who the, he was like, uh, it's not her, my coworker. She's has a one year old child and a husband. He's like, that's not. She was attacking that girl, and it's like, it's not her. But I'm like, that's what um, that's what um, Im- that's what immature people do, mm-hmm. and that is that is what unhappy people do in marriages. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank done. I tell all my married friends, I'm like, oh, I I pray for y'all marriage, pray that it's great. I said, but in a, me being a single woman, I am hit on by married people more than anything. Like, yeah. I mean, left yeah. married men and married women. I they, I mean, it is it is wild. Yeah. Why do you want me to be in your bad marriage? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Work yeah. it out. You don't need to ask them, are they married? Say, is anybody married to you? <laughs> Does anybody call? Because you because that you can't they don't you, they can't lie quick enough. Yeah. Is anybody married to you? Does anybody call you their husband? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got it. Girl, it's hard out here in these streets. Listen. But no, TLC all day. Too. Yeah. TLC all day, Listen. FX all day, Hulu all day. I've mm-hmm. gotten kind of off of the Disney Plus shows. Um the the multiverse is too complicated. I can't keep up. They've just I'm too commercialized old. it too much. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I can't. In game, in it. Bye. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I can't keep up. But I mean, they're great shows. I, I, I did watch Miss Marvel just because it was a cute show. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I haven't watched too much on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like FX right now they are making HBO and FX probably make the yeah. most shows that are made really truly made for me. I agree. You know, I agree. They, the I am their demographic. I watched Jamie Foxx's new movie about the vampires. Oh yes, I'm uh, watching Day that. Shift. Yeah, I'm it was that. cute. Him is um him is Snoop. Yeah, uh, Snoop's cute. You know, he's interesting. So I'm like, okay, you know, Snoop played a vampire before. So I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're vampire hunters. So that it was cute. Just you know, I watched it and read a book. So I'm like, yeah. you don't have to give it to your hundred percent attention. Yeah. Um, we went to see Nope. Uh, did go to the movie, so we saw yes, Nope a couple I saw weeks nope. ago. I don't know what it was about. Um, I tried to listen to podcasts. Uh, there's just not a lot of info. He doesn't give you a lot of info. No. I'm like, was this about, I, I thought it was about global warming, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's the point. I think what makes Jordan Peele successful, and we're on this tangent, so we, we're going to wrap up, mm-hmm. but I think what makes Jordan Peele specifically successful is mm-hmm. the the making the unknown even scarier than it already is mm-hmm. because you can't pinpoint one thing like I feel like with the first two yeah it kind of it it had a 
a clear good guy bad guy like you yes. know thing as mm -hmm. far as it being mm -hmm. horror but that was not the true message that was mm -hmm. just the characters to really push a different narrative narrative yes and with this it's like because aliens and all that kind of stuff is already like a a, a different level of thinking for mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. that was enough for some folks but for yeah. the rest of us that already think in the clouds like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like okay well how do I really pinpoint here because it, it was so many different it could have been so many different meanings that it's like which one is what he maybe necessarily had in mind or and he what won't tell you the, and he's not he's not he's not because I was like I left the movies like uh you know you it's because he started he trained us this way you yeah. know that it's always a deeper, deeper. He's so yes. layered. Yes. So then I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, then you got this monkey. Then he killing the people. But I'm like, yes. are we monkeys? He's about us. Like, are, is it about, uh, I'm trying to read so yes. much into it. Yes. I listened to like three, uh, three interviews with him. No one, he will not tell, he will not verbalize. It. No, no. Because I'm like, so you just want everybody to take whatever they want from the movie. I think so. For me, I'm like, okay, so it was an alien. Where I thought, it, oh, it was an alien ship. They're like, no, the ship was an alien. Yeah. The, so I was like, okay, so he ate the plastic. So I was like, so we're talking about global warming and, and like plastic juice and like things like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it because, but I love horror. I'm a horror fan. Yeah. I'm a sci-fi fan. So I'm like, it, it just made me want to come back home and watch Alien. You know, I'm like, yeah. okay, I want to watch Alien. I want to watch uh, Lab, um, Lab, um, was it Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth. No, the um the Labyrinth and the Abyss, they were like a night early 90s movies. And they were oh, all Oh, yes, two team. separately. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. know anything with water. I'm like, no thanks. I don't want to die drowning. But yeah. <laughs> but it made me want to go back and watch those those shows, these movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't know what he wanted me to take. It was so beautifully done. Yeah. The sound yeah. work was so great. Like it was, yeah. and we saw it in the um the IMAX uh, um at, at Atlanta Station, like the VH. Mm -hmm. It was it was mm -hmm. too loud. I wish I brought it was too loud really it's so overwhelming because when the you know the aliens his sounds he made mm -hmm. were so intense it was too much for your ears oh yeah it was too much for ears I wish I had taken like earplugs just to kind of numb it yeah but it was great to see it on a screen that you know that big um I, I haven't been I'm, to the movies very I often I want to see it again I, I want to see yeah. it again because I feel like I have to watch his movies multiple times anyway yes but yeah he I just yes. like how he does film yeah I feel like we've gotten into this like world of reboots and uh -huh, reimaginings uh -huh. and i'm like no thank uh -huh. you can we just come out with something original just blow my anything. mind i don't care what you give do. me anything it, it can't even be terrible exactly. it can't even be terrible just give me something and i think for him what i like about the first two films a i did not i love the first um get out i loved mm -hmm. now what was the second one's name us. us i didn't like when i went to see it because oh. i'm such i'm a because i was like this was more of a psychological drama it wasn't it wasn't for it me wasn't horror, horror. Agreed. But what I loved about, I loved that I had so many conversations yes. after those movies. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, for months, I mean, we were talking about them for months and months. Mm -hmm. I had, that's what I love so much about, uh, about his world. But I didn't, not enough people saw no, that I could have the conversation. Cause, and we're yes. still kind of all kind of confused. I'm like, Hey, Kiki talked too fast. Daniel talked too slow. I'm an old lady. Every, you come to my house, we watch a closed caption. I have it on every every app I got. We watch closed caption. I didn't know what they were saying. I'm like, the fuck are they saying? Can I get can I get the script? I need to, can I read it? I don't know what you kicking, you talking through fast, boo. Daniel, speed it up. I don't know. We're where blue jeans going. Where did where jean jacket running off to? It was just too much. 
I got Glenn in here from the Walking Dead. It was <laughs> but I think that played into the story more, and that's why I'm like, there, there's, some, there's more to more to the story around his relationship, Kiki and Daniel, and yes. even King Jacket. But I'm like, that's where I'm like, okay, there's something here. Well, because... that's, that's how. But that's how when I think about it, I'm like, when me and my brother are together we have kind of our own I can look at him we could start laughing because we mm-hmm. he knows what I'm thinking I know what he's thinking mm-hmm. we don't we can just be ourselves like mm-hmm. so I'm like that I like that that you they had that I don't know how they created chemistry. it so quickly they had that good chemistry mm-hmm. that sibling care like now that is how siblings act for real for real mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna yell you're gonna be mad you're gonna laugh yeah you, you don't have to say anything he was basically grunting through most of the fucking movie he was using yes. words but she knew what he was saying and mm-hmm. as fast as she talked he knew what, what she was saying mm-hmm. i did not because i don't know them we ain't we didn't grow up together <laughs> like i need some cold captioning please put this shit on tv hey y'all i will pay for it i will buy it but i just need closed captioning because she talks so fast i don't yeah. know what he was saying but I, I enjoyed it but it yeah it just i love I'm a true horror movie lover. So yeah, for me, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I dig it. I dig whatever he, whatever he puts down, I'm going to take, I'm going to pick up. Yeah, I'm going to pick up. He can do very, 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 he can do very little wrong in my, in my world. Agree, agree. agree. Yes. Okay. So we've talked a lot. TV. Oh Sorry, movies, guys. Everything. Y'all just had to see. <laughs> it. And, and I feel like y'all going to enjoy it because this is, this is how our conversations go. We, we jump really quick. <laughs> but it's so good because no one else like, I tell people I love movies I love TV mm-hmm. media is my thing I feel like eventually somewhere down the line in my career I will yeah. be involved more with media because I yeah. just love it like you say pop culture I love, I love all of that shit like I don't care how important you think it is it is a great escape to just mm-hmm. be able to dissect other people's lives and other yeah. behaviors because mm-hmm. patterns and things exist in all of this mm-hmm. And it just helps me be a better, more aware being. So whatever, deal with it. I love it. Um, but we're going to wrap this episode up. Okay. I've had so much fun. I, you and I, we never, we don't never get together. We're not having fun. Exactly. We can be with lame, lame people. We still gonna have a good time. It's, it's going to be a good time. And y'all, you know, and, and, and I'm not bothered either way. <laughs> so I got one final question oh god and I ask every guest this it is a simple question and usually people come up with some of the greatest gems on earth and it is I've changed it a little bit but mm-hmm. it truly is if you could give one piece of advice to younger male what would it mm-hmm. be or even a younger black woman that you know is just navigating life mm-hmm. what would it be or what is a mantra you live by I would have to say what has, I think, helped me maintain professionally, I would say, would be never let them see you sweat. Um, and I say it in a way not to not be, don't, I'm not saying don't be vulnerable mm-hmm. because that's how people can, that's how you form connections with, with people, but be very mindful about the people that you're vulnerable with, Yeah. Um, that you allow into that vulnerability. But I feel like as women, when people see us sweat or you cry in the workplace or you show certain types of frustrations, mm-hmm. people use that against us, especially black women yeah. um, in, in, the, in the worst way. And this was told to me years, my first job was, my first full-time real, real job was Coca-Cola. And a lady that I worked, she worked for uh, USAID for years and years. She's an Indian lady. 
an East Indian lady. And she said that, she said, never let them see you sweat. She was like, if you have to cry, go to the bathroom and cry. Dry your eyes, you come back and you, sh- and you say, you get, you are always on your best. Yeah. She was like, we can't allow them to see that in us because they'll use it against us. And that honestly, I, I, that's been, been my success. You know, I, I find the people that I can be vulnerable with everyone else. I'm cool, calm, confident, and we get work done, yeah. you know? So that has been something that I have, I personally lived by and it, I, and I hope that it's not in t- today's society seen because this was told, you know, told to me in early 2000. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it translates now with what, I don't know, with Zennials, what are we now? What's the new? We're in Gen Z, there's Zennials, yeah. Oh, Gen- okay, Gen- Zennials. You know, and I'm like, and I'm not saying it in a toxic way. I'm saying it in a way that you protect yourself and you protect your brand. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are all when you're in the in the if you're in the marketplace and you're in the business world, you are a brand. Yes. Like I said, or when you asked me the question, like how do how do you move? I move because my brand is very strong and people trust me and they give me jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, that's literally yeah. it. They open the door. I don't open the doors. Usually, other people open them for me. They open windows, doors, yeah. you know, back doors, wherever it is. To open it, yeah. Yes, but I have protected my brand in a way that people can trust me and I can move that way. But I, I, I do truly believe that, as, especially as Black women, please do not let people see you sweat. Um, whatever that means, whatever that sweat means to you. doesn't have to mean the same thing to me and you, but find the people that you can be vulnerable with in the workplace that you trust. You know, um, you, can, you can't trust a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm not saying do that, but you do need people that you can, can confide in, that you can bounce ideas off of, and then you, you stay cool, calm, and collected. Keep your head about you. Don't be a pushover. I'm not saying be a pushover and let anybody run you over because I'm never that. But I feel like that's been where I've seen other people kind of fall back and I've, where I've been able to succeed where we, you know, they might have had more education than me. They may have had more, even more influence than than me, more background, but they haven't been able to, to advance like I have. Yeah. You know, because they're like, oh, Mel, you know, we can, we can trust her with this. Yeah this big thing because we know she's not going to fall to pieces not fall apart you know yeah words words of wisdom that's all i got listen let me tell you let me tell you one thing i don't give no bad advice (laughs) people don't leave that job it's not bad advice i don't give no bad advice now it may not be the advice you want to hear but i don't believe in giving in in steering people the wrong way i never never do that i never believe in i don't want to ever harm or hurt but i don't give bad advice I'm the person like, man, we should listen. Yeah, you should listen to what I said. If I told you not to watch that scary ass movie, don't watch it because I know I already know what you like, what you don't like. Because <laughs> I'm always paying attention. I'm always paying attention. Mm-hmm. So Take yeah, so not I don't. Yeah, I don't give people bad advice. So yeah, that's all I got. Hope I hope gave you guys some good some good um, book sexy book recommendations and good yes. shows and good TVs yes. and good podcasts. So yes. you can all balance and use use it as some self care because it's. It's rough out there for all of us right now. It is. Mm. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Oh my gosh. This has been long overdue. I said yes. I'm not ending this season <laughs> without having her. If I gotta call my ass to Atlanta for three hours, wherever she at, and get this recording, we was gonna get it recorded. So I'm 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 just glad the stars worked in our favor because me it almost too. got me getting a day and I was like, no, bitch, we gonna get this. We, we doing it. I'm getting home. So I just appreciate your flexibility. But thank you, Mel. This thanks for having me. I, I I deeply value it, and and I just wanted to share just you because I'm like, 
everybody need a mail but you can't have my mail because <laughs> I already got to share you with Christopher and I'll be like I'm trying to play it cool and you know lay low because I want Chris biting my head off but he'll beat us up I definitely I'm like that's that's my girl that's my girl so I'm happy I am so happy to be here anytime you anytime you need me I'm there listen yes absolutely. I'm down I got and I'm like guys this is my friend's book okay you have to buy the book thanks bye it's my friend I know her she is an author she's a published author yes. so I love it I just love it I love it and I believe in you and I whatever you know wherever you find yourself next now we we gonna listen if it ain't here in Atlanta or somewhere we're gonna just be on the phone like we're doing right now yes yes and it, it's gonna be just as entertaining then yeah. as it is now like, always I look forward to it so okay that's another episode of since y'all don't yes. need uh mail do you want people to find you can where can they find you is that a is that well a- I mean I feel like okay. right now yeah right now I'm just kind of chill um everything's going to be relaunched uh yes. no four layer tape I'm not sure again what four layer tape's going to do but I will definitely be relaunching my kind of my brand um out into the marketplace with my yes. podcast I don't I, I think I'm gonna change the name so I don't want to tell anybody now because it's something different okay but uh okay. but I'll let you guys know I'll I'm happy to come back and I'm definitely gonna be on that you're definitely gonna be on my show so yes we're gonna make that happen yes yes so if depending on when this episode actually goes live because yeah. I, a lot of people are in transition like you said so mm-hmm. if we if we get an update before it goes live the information will be in the episode notes if not Perfect. you'll just have to stay tuned because <laughs> You know, she's Big like San Diego, so we. Just have to out what she's get. <laughs> I am a little bit like San Diego. That is kind of true. <laughs> yes, it is. So thank you everyone for listening. You know where to find us. Remember to like, subscribe, whatever. We're available on on major digital streaming platforms. And thank you again for another great episode. Bye. Bye, guys.